Here we go, podcast number 132. Are you sick of us yet? I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. <laughs> I'm sick De- of us. <laughs> Dexter <laughs> Wiseman, Tim Wiseman, and Daryl Bradley. Thanks again to joining us for another week and another special guest. And uh, how was uh, last week with Crystal Hibner, guys? I unfortunately haven't been able to listen to it yet. Was it fantastic? Flawless. I highly doubt Flawless. that. <laughs> Actually, no. Honestly, it was probably the smoothest one we've had without you. It oh, definitely well, was. Maybe yeah. the smoothest Dexter one had it. You. Dexter had it well handled. So. It was good. It was good. We were all on our best behavior, so it wasn't like the Hafner and Rainer podcast by any means. So. Yeah, right, right, we got right. we got we got we got no she told us yet. she told us to yeah. so mm. yeah that it is what sense. it is though right yeah it was good though <laughs> saskatchewan has uh provincials this weekend yeah they do so Sarah. when do they start they'll start tomorrow nice i saw mm-hmm. john was posting the schedule of events yeah. yeah, so you can go to the Golden Mile website and watch the live streams of the Saskatchewan Open Provincials for the next three right. days. Right, because they've got the Nest cameras and then also the computer system too. You can live, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Fun, Fun fact, you can actually log into that at any point and watch anyone's scores whenever you want. Yeah, league, league play. I think I, that's I awesome. I keep that link around A random Monday and... afternoon. Yeah. Let's, what kind of seniors league is playing today? Let's check them out. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You can you can definitely tell if Kevin's working or not. That's for sure. He's out on the lanes. <laughs> oh, you can't you can't do the nest cams, but you can do the live scoring. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, cool. So they're, so they're the first province to get things rolling this weekend here for the Open. Right? Yeah. As we, as we get brewing well, here into tournament season, for, this is kind no, of Quebec. Good. Quebec has yeah, their yeah. national team going already, and PI they, has already got theirs too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Quebec just yeah. did this this last weekend. Yeah. Right, you got those stats there handy. That was kind of fun to see. I didn't realize that they were. I know that was a oh, do I to see who's on that list now. Sylvain Bercier is on there, he won, yeah. Matt Leonard's um, on there, I think. Max is on there, Max is, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I looked at the la- looking teams, I looked at the ladies, um, and obviously, the ladies are always good on Quebec, but the crazy part was you had uh. Three really strong ladies. Unmixed. Uh, look, unmixed. Unmixed, uh, yeah. yeah. Helen and, and Chantel. Yeah. Chantel and uh, that mod is a very mod, mood, whatever. Yeah. She's very good too. She's, yeah, whatever. I, I'm really bad with names. Don't give me that. And they're the thought, yeah. I thought you were trying your uh, Quebec yeah. accent. <laughs> no, no, not even. <laughs> that, that, that would be even more of an insult. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah, a let's be fair. None of, none I of think Natalie Trudell as well, right? She's C5. She's the, their ladies' team, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. she's on the ladies' Isabella. team. Isabella. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good team, though. Good. Um, yeah, look, yeah, it's, it's interesting how they do it. They run it like teams, and then um, and then they pick their all-star team based off of total averages. So that, that's how it works. From the oh, so there's a, there's a team component at the provincials they just did out of their bowling center? Yeah, so you, you can play out a Perry, you can play out or whatever, and you can sign up that way, and then, um, and then you'll take your highest averages to make a 
Oh, uh, so there would have been actually more than that guy's plan. Oh, no, I guess they did the full list for the small list. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's an all-star team just because the sheer amount of – they don't have the same amount of players. As I just thought it was a qualifying right. tournament. I didn't realize that there was a team component as well. I thought yeah, they just yeah. showed up and played a singles event and played the eight games, the 10 games, or the 16 games. I didn't realize there was also a team side to it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So PEI just runs a qualifying, but I, yes, I didn't. I didn't realize that that Quebec does that either. They run it like we run our youth challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then, um, and then Manitoba is just a qualifier, eight game qualifier. Oh, yeah. and is that this weekend or is that in Easter? It's this weekend. In, so this in, weekend coming up, right? So there's yeah. In, Min- in Minnedosa, so I mean it's a small eight lane center with thirty two Cap- bowlers. Yeah, they capped it right. So you have 32 bowlers. You have 30 bowlers, I think. 30 or Six 30. lanes. Six lanes, 30 Oh, bowlers. that's right. That's I think right, our, yeah. guest, our guest will know a whole lot more. He's probably just itching. Gotta, let me talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll have that. Um, so that'd be good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. On, on a side note, I know we can't talk about it next week. It'd be too late. But uh, MLB season starts up soon here. I, I know we're really excited. Um, anybody out there who follows MLB, Carrie has her first round pick, first overall pick in her in her fantasy draft, and he is he is just losing it. He doesn't know who to pick. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> any, any, anybody That's can help out Carrie right now because uh, first overall pick in a fantasy baseball. But now keeper, keep keeper. in mind, yeah, it's a keeper league. So, like, I played in another league, and Tatis went like first round or first. First pick and third round. That's not happening in ours. Is this the first league. year of this league, or is this now the the first round of keeper league? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we did Very it before, exciting. but it wasn't a keeper. So, so what's the strategy? You go to a, I don't do a league at all. So, do you go to a shortstop? Like, can you go to a, a third no, hitter or like a home run guy? Yeah, you, you go what with a do? guy that puts up the best stats and is fairly young, because yeah. you're gonna hopefully have him for the next few years. Yeah, ten years down the road or whatever like that. Does Kerry yeah. go off the board? Okay, if anybody understands, okay. Trey Turner is probably the best player available. And settle and down, I, Tim. You're not you're not influencing me. Let's okay. let's move on. Let's let's stick with bowling. <laughs> uh, I, I had a I had a friend of our podcast reach out and he made a really good point. Uh, Robert Gallagher. He we went over the master stats. Robert says a lot of shit, but sometimes Robert says some good things too. <laughs> um, we went over all the stats for the Masters for Alberta last week, um, and he did say, "Why didn't you say anything about the teaching stuff?" And he's right. Um, we should talk about that. So I would like to congratulate our teaching, uh, uh, teaching master bowlers and our senior masters bowlers um, coming out of Alberta. Uh, we have a couple of ladies from our center. This is actually really cool. Um, Chantel Usman won, and then Kira Usman, her daughter, uh, made the team as well. So they get to play together on a team at Nationals, which I think is like really neat. Fun. Um, Michelle Forster, Charlotte Hamilton, and Shelly Taylor round out the ladies' team. Um, for the men, you have Russ, uh, Russ Foster, William Jubinville, Richard Fancy, Grant Madal, Madal, is that right? And Rob Price. So congratulations Great. to those guys. Uh, Brian Sudbury is coaching the ladies, and Bob Sterling is coaching the men. Um, for the seniors, uh, this is awesome. Um, we have Andre Le... Oh, God. How do I even say that last Andre name? Andre L. 
Okay. Yeah, Andre. We have Andre. <laughs> um, uh, Denise Howie, awesome. She's nice. She's such a staple in our community here in Edmonton. She's such a wonderful person, and they've gone through so much stuff in the last couple of years. Um, that's a, a huge win for us. Um, Shirley Colkin. Mm. Um, and then for the scratch portion, we have Tom Stevenson and Barry Urquhart, um, which is super cool. And then our coach is Lynn Howell. Did, did, I, did I miss Robert's name there? I was wondering where Robert was. I, I thought he was oh, looking for a mention. He, uh, yeah, th there isn't a senior team old enough to have him on there. He's <laughs> <laughs> an ultra senior team to have him in there. Yeah. You could I almost give a shout out though to the Heartland Kingpins. We've officially have made the playoffs for the Five Pin yes. Pro League. Yeah, hey, the Cargill division, division is, that division is set. It is, yeah. The playoffs are set. So. Paradise Marvel winning by half a point, and then Dream Crushers versus Heartland um, in the uh, in the first round of the playoffs on the Cargill side. So, um, congratulations to them. And Cargill plays first, hey, for playoffs. That's a that's yeah. confirmed. Yeah, on April tenth. Okay, rusted pedal is not until May. May first. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought yeah. I had that the other way around, but. Uh... Originally it was, but due oh, okay. to teams that could have made playoffs, they um, sent me numerous emails stating that they can't make the May 1st, and they were all from the Cargill division, so we did the swap, and nobody in the rest of Pell division said anything since that, so I'm assuming they can make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have the Cargill division, Dream Crushers versus the Kingpins, and then the winner of that moves on to play Paradise. Yep, It'll be a couple good games there. I know all Heartland's going to be out there to cheer against us, which is great. I mean, yeah, for the community, I think it's awesome, right? So absolutely, yeah. Uh, anybody see Ronald Callan's comment on that? I thought it was I, quite. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite rude, and then somebody hearted it that I don't even know. So I don't know how I pissed in his cornflakes. But what was it? The, the comment about <laughs> as long anybody who Tim doesn't play for. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Somebody, somebody hearted. I was like, man, I don't even know you, but that's that's cold. <laughs> he must know you pretty well. Maybe, maybe maybe it was the guy that called the alley last night. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you're, not, you're not making too many friends on the phone. Yeah, that's no, fair. not lately. No. Sorry, uh, sorry. Back to this fantasy baseball. Um, don't you have an E5 meeting next week? No, we don't. We we pushed it back. I thought you guys pushed it back to next week. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can work, Prez. <laughs> Move, moving around E5 meetings. Alberta, hey, this is Alberta Provincials is coming up. Let's be honest. That's the big ticket coming up here next weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. so that's what we're, yeah. we're looking yeah. forward to. Huge yeah. teams out there, all different divisions, men's, ladies, mixed, powerhouses, a lot of coaching, you know, interests yeah. out there. We've got Mr. Curtis Deering making an appearance with the Southern yeah. Ladies now. I see. Hey, Tom yeah. Stevenson, Central Men's. Carrie, you've had a practice? Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom's our coach. He's fresh going to a Masters National, so he's all piped and ready for bowling. So it worked out good. <laughs> How was your practice? Had a contingent practice. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I shot three yeah. fifties. What else do you want to know? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you guys played three games, eh? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we, we, we had our first contingent practice, and out of all the years we've made it, I think it was the first time everybody showed up. Literally and every I, single person and, and alternates. I do everybody. have to mention that Lynn Howell showed up about 45 minutes late because he forgot about it. Apparently, it wasn't 45. It was, it was less than that. His email his email is not the right one. That's what he said. So, I think it's just uh, – sorry, Lynn. You owe us around. That's all I want to say. <laughs> It was good. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, the men came out, beat the ladies, and then beat the mix. So uh, we went home on a pretty happy. I think. Yeah, I think all the matches were fifteen hundreds or sixteen hundreds too. So oh, sixteen hundreds yeah. bare yeah, minimum massive. for sure. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be. But honestly, guys, there's gonna be some massive team scores at provincials. Oh, okay. and every zone is gonna throw big numbers. There's gonna be fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. There's gonna be. I'm I I'm gonna see us predict a seventeen hundred. Do you know I'll predict the perfect game and a seventeen hundred? We're not doing a uh, a pre-show next week, are we? So this is no. the. We have another week yet. Yes, yeah. maybe I, next week is the pre-show. Maybe I just, open <laughs> open. <laughs> it just wor- like, it just worries you a little bit because I mean, like worries you like as in anybody has a, a given shot because it narrows the field. Anybody can throw a strike there, and I think that at the end of the day, that's going to be good for people watching bowling. Like on stats or otherwise, um, obviously Central's a team to beat, so we still have oh, a Jesus lot of work ahead of us. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you off this podcast soon. <laughs> I, I, oh, I can't, I you can't help yourself, man. No, I just I speak the truth, right? And maybe that's why the guy didn't like me, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, go Central, go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that into a soundbite for your team. They're going to love you. <laughs> yes, I'm on the bench anyways. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you earned that position on Monday. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yay. So let's bring our special guest because I'm sure he's going to be a lot more better than listening to Tim fucking around. A, a on lot that more better. <laughs> I didn't say my English and grammar is any good. <laughs> oh, my God. I already deal with Tim. <laughs> uh, so for two dollars a month you can become a patron at patreon.com slash five pin universe help support us bring this podcast and tim's ramblings to you every week i'm sure you guys enjoy it uh you, you enjoy it as much as i do i'm sure um once again we have all-star bowling sales being our sponsor of the week and we are doing an all-star giveaway so hashtag oh let me start that there we go Hashtag all-star giveaway if you want to be part of the draw here throughout the podcast. We do the draw at the end. And then we will run their commercial and we'll bring in our special guest. jump right into it so um you obviously seen on the title and on the screen from brandon manitoba uh wcbt player elite himself apparently on the the short list here soon uh we have mr brad rusnak welcome to the show hey gang how's it going good or or should i say (sighs) 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that. Oh god, that's. I think you got oh it on backwards, but it, it's not the hat. It's totally my head. I pretty it's, it's, pretty it's sure you have totally it on backwards. Ball, right? Thanks for having me. Uh, I, you know what? I always, uh, I always heard people say that when they get on these things, it's it's the the night before you get on, and what picture is he gonna put on there? And I know Katie's. I got a little scared after I saw Katie a couple weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I, one, I just uh, tried to find one up with your face. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> so I've always said perfect face for radio, right? So I don't get any. I don't, I don't uh, do many pictures, and, and most of my bowling pictures are of my better side, my backside, because it's uh, like the silhouette and throwing a shot and all that stuff. But uh, but uh, no, you picked a good picture with that. This was uh, this was uh, Brittany Lacusta's hat, actually. I, and, I cropped her uh, out of the picture. Yes, and uh, in uh, 2019 at BC, uh, uh, Christine Wren, uh, who I bowled with for quite a few years at Village Inn in Winnipeg, uh, set up that trade, uh, told me that uh, Brittany was looking for one of the wild Manitoba shirts that we had that year. And uh, I said, that's cool, because I don't have a hat yet. So that would have worked out well. So, so there that's you awesome. have it. Thanks, Brittany. That's awesome. So there you go. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah. I love how the the hats always become the trade item at the at the nationals, right? And and mostly a lot of bowlers cannot wait to get rid of them. <laughs> and, and most of the others usually like to collect them in some capacity, right? So, totally. But, but it was always kind of the dream to have one, so it worked out well. So made it work one more time to get to one more national at least before the before it all ended up. But uh, that was great, it was especially that year because. Uh, the, uh, with the whole plan of potentially not bowling too much longer after that, it, it was that much more special too that year. So it made it a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it was a good year. It was really when I became like friends with Ryan O'Callaghan, and that was that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan's really kind of started showing up to these things a lot more the last uh, couple of years. So it's uh, it's good to see him out there, but he travels a long way to get there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Is that he's a He's, uh, but now that he's even he said now that his kids are older and moved out and, and that sort of thing, he's got a bit more time. His wife's probably happy to kick him out. No her up there, so it's good. Guaranteed. So Thompson's my hometown. I said for uh, uh, so I was born there, and then about a year later, my parents moved to Winnipeg. But uh, but uh, going back up there for a couple of years, and when I was doing the radio thing and stuff, and. Uh, so the drive then wasn't so bad. I don't know if I'd be doing it now today quite as easily as uh, back then. But but uh, seven hundred kilometers. I think from... I did the trip once in about five and a half hours. But uh, wow! Don't don't tell the cops that. <laughs> <laughs> it was overnight. It was it was quick. I, uh, I was you know, cruising pretty fast to try and get there because it's it is it is a lot of nothing up there for about yeah. four hours when you're driving. Did you go back specifically for like a radio placement? No, the way it worked out, actually, uh, um, I graduated in 1999 from high school um, and I was accepted to the University of Western Ontario journalism program. And I was going to go, I was, the plan was to take a year in between there. I, I had one more year of YBC left. So I stayed for that and life in general and uh, um, toured the Western Ontario campus uh, on Easter weekend that year and came back and then... Uh, uh, and in that year that I stayed, I ended up going to the Robertson Broadcasting Program uh, instead. And the tail end of that was a practicum. And I wanted to get on the air and get uh, get some airtime. So I went to the, one of the smaller communities that I could and mm -hmm. went up to Thompson. And I knew people up there already. 
and uh, my parents lived up there for a number of years. So uh, we had contacts. I had a place to go. And uh, a month later, I ended up getting offered a full-time job in the evening show there. Um, stayed for a couple more months and uh, built up some experience. And then, and then I got offered a job in the afternoon drive from uh, 2 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's a picture. That was classic. Look at that computer. <laughs> I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Uh, the hair, I, I love the hair in the picture. It's just crazy. But uh, <laughs> even before that, I had hair to my shoulders at one point. I, I wouldn't share that picture for the life of me now. But, uh, <laughs> a long time ago. but um, uh, yeah, and uh, the afternoon drive and and uh, uh, eventually ended up hosting the morning show. So I ended up staying up there for two years and uh, had a good time. But lots of fun, lots of community work. Um, and then uh, and then ended up going to... Uh, Grand Prairie, Alberta, for seven months, uh, took on a uh, copywriting role out there after the Thompson thing, and then I ended up back in Winnipeg for uh, family reasons. So, um, and it was a good time to get out. To, it, even then, I I love the uh, I love the uh, the world today, where a lot of the broadcasters now are former coaches and athletes, and the number of jobs between that and you introduce XM Radio. The number of jobs have just deteriorated in, in the industry and uh, for for that type of work and so i had to get out of that and and to do something a little different and then along came automotive and haven't left it since so. <laughs> I, so, I have a quick question for you somebody that's lived in thompson and grand prairie pretty much the same city i'm guessing uh, sorry like this what the same city same like, same uh same uh Across the uh, country, if you measure it out, yeah, about, right? oh, uh, no, like I if, if you compare the delinquency. Grand Prairie to Thompson, <laughs> which one's better? Which one's why? better? <laughs> Who's watching this right now? Let me see. Everyone, <laughs> both Grand Prairie and Thompson. <laughs> I, um, I will say I was appreciative that Grand Prairie was a lot closer to more civilization than Thompson is. Is How's Thompson that? where and, and, uh, Ryan and Ocala lives? and O'Callaghan yes. was two yeah. provinces oh, wow. over, so it, uh, I got into less trouble that way. <laughs> no, it was good times. It was um, uh, back in the the old days. So I still get asked every once in a while to throw the voice up there, but uh, it's like uh, coming to you from the Boyd Auto Body Studios in Brandon, Manitoba, and throw it in there and have some fun. Throw on the board. Any, anytime you want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you got to throw the Wheat Kings shirt on tonight. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win over PA. So. Go Wheaties. Come on, let's go. <laughs> is, uh, is Len um, Easlison still in Brandon? Len Easlison is still in Brandon. He does yeah. live in Brandon. Him and Chris live in Brandon. And uh, so he is our MLA, uh, yeah. uh, conservative MLA for the province. So I know he spends a lot of time in Winnipeg. Uh, right. But um, back onto the C5 board again. Yes, he's president. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he's definitely involved in the community. He's always posting lots of community pictures and such. And uh, so his riding, his riding was, uh, he won uh, his riding with the conservative side, but it was NDP for the longest time, I think almost forever, essentially. So it was, uh, but Len's also built a reputation for himself. He's mm -hmm. very well known in the community and, uh, and uh, uh, a great guy to, to talk to. Mm -hmm. Future premier, eh? Hey? It could could be. <laughs> I, yeah, I went. I, I, I don't want to get into politics on this call. Yeah. yeah, I came to Brandon. Uh, was it Canada Games '97, '98, somewhere in there? 
Uh, the the Pan Am Games were in Winnipeg in '99. When was the Canada, uh, Games? Canada Summer Games would have been '97, I feel like. Been yeah, there. in that range somewhere, probably. Um, uh, uh, that was before my time here for sure. But it was uh, I moved out to West Van in 2000. Thanks, thanks Tim Hooper. There like, you go, how does he have information on everything? He just knows this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Tim yeah. Hooper's the smartest guy I know. Yeah, like, bronze medal, thing. Alberta men's you soccer. See, I follow his stuff. He's the smartest guy. Well, Don sure. Sims got to be right there with him too. Oh yeah, yeah. but if, if there's something about sports or science or anything like that, Tim's the guy. Especially European stuff. To, oh yeah, he could talk hours for it. And, Maybe we need to start a Jeopardy for bowling category. Bowling people. Whew. It's it's funny that you just mentioned that because I was been looking into uh, trivia plugins for our streamyard. So when we do these podcasts, we could have a trivia day. And oh stuff we, yeah, like we that. could just make an entire episode. Of that. Oh man! Who All right, back be... on back on topic. We'll yeah, we can just full on we'll Jeopardy board. That. We can make a full episode of this. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of categories because we're in there. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah. And yes, hasn't bowled in years is right. I said Len, Len coached uh, uh, the Opens a couple of years, but uh, and uh, and the Open for Manitoba actually changed venues today. Uh, oh. It's going to be in Minnedosa. Uh, moved to Brandon today, uh, oh. so eight lanes now instead of four, instead of six. And uh, um, I'm not sure exactly what transpired there. It, there was a limitation on people in the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, put on this weekend, which I don't know if that helped the cause, but uh, but uh, nonetheless, found out today the venue moved. So, How so far it's a whole one for us. But, and, and where was Minnedosa? Like, what's the Minnedosa is about forty minutes north of Brandon. So, so the about two and a half hour drive from Winnipeg. You got to go north a little bit. So, it was uh, yeah. And now it's in Brandon, so it's a less drive for the Winnipeg people to come. Yeah, a little further for Ryan to go. Right, he's got to come a little further south. But yeah, and but Ryan's just one guy who cares about Ryan, right? But did you add more people? Uh, I think they they went. It was capped at thirty because six lanes of five is what they had it at. But they said today they'll take two more to make it thirty-two. Right. So they'll go yeah. eight lanes of four is what they're going to do. And it'll just be I a just... qualifying. Uh, eighteen game qualifying top four. Uh, we're sending singles and a mixed team. So right. top four makes step ladder to play for singles, and then next three men, next three women, right? Make the next team. Hmm. So not yeah. eighteen games. That's that is an odd number. Uh, Manitoba's always done eighteen, it's like for even, but... for the qualifying and stuff like that. We've uh, uh, like the zones, the zones, uh, the West Man zone always did eighteen. Hmm. Uh, uh, quite crazy. often too. So, so you're nine games one day, nine games the other day. Uh, they're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I believe they reworked it again. It was eight games on Friday and then five Saturday. Is that right? I, I saw that. I saw it quickly this morning. I just saw the news, but uh, and but change I know the uh, lane draw each day. Is somebody different, or is it the same people the entire weekend? They were doing a different lane draw each day for Minnedosa. I presume they'll do the same for. For uh, for Brandon too. That's hmm. that's pretty impressive that they would take that tournament. Um, if it's anything like our center over the last like two months, it's been absolutely like balls to the wall, insanely busy. 
Um, I'm sure T-Birds is probably in the same boat. It's pretty impressive that they're that uh, <laughs> that, that they're willing to take it on that weekend. That's that is pretty impressive. But that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. So what what I think obviously is going to be a, a great powerhouse mixed team. Um, you look at all the players that are playing, and you can't say that that Manitoba mixed team is not going to be real solid. Very um, solid. And obviously the singles are going to be dynamite. But uh, Brad, who who do you think if you had to draft uh, draft a list of people who might make it, I'm going to throw you on the spot. Throw me on the spot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe uh, more than three. Maybe go six, okay. so then you get yourself covered. <laughs> I was going to say, I, uh, if it was five, I'd put myself in there, but uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I know I know Gillardi's coming out. Um, I know Hendrickson's coming out. Um, Ken Wilson's playing. He's made it a number of times. Um, uh, Trevor Ray has had a great year this year in Brandon. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, give him a big hype because, uh, he's ahead of me in average this year, so he can, he can do it. Um, uh, there's, so there's a few names there on the guy's side for sure. Um, Alyssa's out this way now, of course, with Dwayne. So, um, she's going to make a lot of noise here. I think, um, um, Karen's playing. I know that, yeah. um, um, you know, there's a couple locals here with, uh, I know Laura's playing, so she'll have a home field advantage and she's been to a couple of nationals now too. Uh, the there. Linda Orn, I think, did I say Linda Orn is on that list too? And I believe she's playing. Um, uh, uh yeah, there's, uh, like I say, it's going to be a, still a good tournament. It's going to be, uh, and Brandon, I know, I'm sure that there's a few people outside of Brandon that are probably pretty excited for the news that it's going to be in Brandon now, because Traditionally, it's a pretty high-scoring house, and uh, and uh, the scores can get up there pretty quick. So, um, I think Minnedosa would have leveled the playing field a little bit, the uh, the old wood lanes, and and a lot of movement and such. But uh, but uh, the lanes will be ready for for everybody on Easter weekend. There's no doubt. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Perfect. I see Tyson posted that Colton's playing. Uh, uh, and, yeah, Colton's and Tyson, had a yeah fantastic. Tyson playing himself too. Yeah. Tyson's playing. Yeah, yeah. Tyson's, playing. Tyson's playing. Tyson's playing as well. Yeah. I I want to I want to point out to to you, Ryan, that Brad didn't pick you to to make the team. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have That's to talk about him? Does. He just he just. Do you know what Ryan, Ryan messaged me? He said, I'm so He's... looking forward to this podcast. I can't wait to yeah. listen to it the next day. So. Um, yeah, because he's because he's working tonight. The bum. Yeah, yeah. Get to <laughs> I told him to call in sick, whatever. But throw some tidbits in there for him, so he's so he can feel like he's wanted in there, right? So, <laughs> well, him and I, him and I talked. I told him it's my last one, man. If you're gonna make it, we, we, we're gonna go to Newfoundland. We, you better play. So yeah, but I was happy when he signed up and and threw his name in the hat too. So um, he said he's been playing phenomenal. He's been playing not, really, really well this year. He has. Not to get into politics again or anything like that, but. The reason they had to move it was due to people in the building restrictions again. The, the there was a memo that came out on the weekend saying they were limiting it to fifty people in the building. So to put it into kind of a perspective, when the singles are going to be bowling, there's not a lot of room for the remaining people to be back in that pit area, anyway. But to have fifty people during the tournament, so I said you're five per lane, it's crowded, and then throw another twelve in the back. I said it's it was it would have been tight quarters for sure and, and so i don't know the politics as to why it moved or why they decided to move it um uh, i was actually told to COVID, last night though, that right? it might be moving and then and then the memo came up today saying that uh, they're moving it to brandon so 
uh, it, it, nothing against Minidosa. I said the, the Tarns are amazing people. I hope it wasn't anything bad in that sense. Um, certainly hope not, but uh, it will be a little bit more comfortable, a lot more breathing room and uh, uh, in the Brandon facility for sure at T-Birds. So. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is interesting. It's, yeah, it was uh well, and I heard briefly last night that it might happen, but uh, I was quite surprised to see that it actually did happen. So, but yeah, uh, so be it. You know what? Um, as I said all year, and uh, it, give me a lane and uh, and a shot to play, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, totally. I've been waiting for this one for two years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know when COVID hit and and it shut down that season and and I made it pretty public at that point that I was going to be wrapping up my career at that point in time. And then, and then COVID hits right before provincials and uh, just didn't get to finish. And I said, I, I, I couldn't really leave it like that. I, I didn't want to leave it like that. So, so uh, this is, this is the reason why I'm really still playing. I, uh, uh, I might get my butt handed to me and uh, the way that the preparation's been this year compared to previous years for me, it's, it's much different. But uh, but uh, you never know. I said, if, if I can find a line at home early, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? But exactly. uh, I'm, uh, I'm just hoping to put on a good show and spectators, like they were limiting the spectators, uh, which I feel probably maybe affected that a little bit too. So, you know, this way my mom is going to come out. She'll, she'll get to see and uh, hopefully, and uh, I know April's excited. And, uh, you know, my family, they all know that this is it for me with, at the end of this year. And as we've all talked, as I've talked about a few times, but, but uh, yeah. yeah. Can so you share I, with us why? I mean, obviously, you know, you've got a full career, Brad. We can definitely go into details of where you started, but obviously you're, you're on talking about this being your last one. So let's go there a bit let's, why, let's have what's the reason? yeah let's have the reasons like why sure. you sound pretty convinced that this is a retirement this isn't i'll see you in a few years type of thing like you're here to you're no, you certainly sound is, very like i'm my career is and you're, you're fine with it so tell us i'm more. very fine with it um the so uh, where do i start with that um the this is my final year uh the open will be my final tournament i'm either done uh, in in Brandon now, I might retire at home or uh, in Newfoundland. It's going to be one of the two. But um, yes, this will be my final year for sure. Um, the surgeon tells me so. Um, but um, so in 2014, I had a surgery on my elbow. Um, just, just to briefly rewind from that, it was uh, from 2010 to 2013. It was a lot of bowling. It was uh, seven nationals in, in four years. And um, a lot of bowling on the arm and a lot more uh, working out and prepping for big long days and long tournaments and i started working out the body but uh, as it went on i started basically losing feeling in my two fingers um, my ring finger and my pinky finger um, because i had a compressed ulnar nerve in my uh, elbow at the time and i had a lot of elbow pain at the time uh, so I had the surgery done, um, uh, four consecutive years of singles from 10 to 13, had to stop cold Turkey. Um, I started the, the 2013, 14 year, pulled the first master's tournament. I could barely hold a ball. I had to, I had to withdraw from it. Uh, and thank you to them for actually refunding me that year. They didn't have to, um, but, uh, very appreciative of it. I had the surgery in 2014 in February. Um, and opened up my ulnar nerve and uh, 
And uh, when I woke up from it, they, they said, can you move your fingers? And I had a little twitch and they said, okay, you're going to make a recovery. Um, and it was kind of 50, 50 going into it, what was going to happen. And uh, so that was encouraging at that point, but uh, it was a full uh, 16 months without touching a bowling ball uh, between, uh, between that master's tournament and then uh, Regina February the following year. Um, so, uh, about five, six months after that, got the green light to basically start working out and doing full workouts. And, uh, I, that's when I really started hitting the gym. I went to the gym at least three times a week, um, and doing repetitions for my back and shoulders and legs and arms that was basically mimicking, you know, 10, 15 game tournaments. And that's what I did for, for a number of years, uh, to stay loose and get ready. Um, so it was, and as I was, I felt very blessed at that time to be able to come back to the game again, um, showed up in Regina in 2015, unannounced first bowling ball that I threw and shot 2200 in my qualifying. <laughs> and, uh, I'll never forget that day. It was a very emotional day, but, um, and, uh, and it was the first of five qualifying consecutive in Regina after that, uh, and beautiful alley house. I love that place. And, um, and then, but as the time went on again, um, I was good for a couple of years. Um, and I started working out more, uh, not that I'm a big muscular guy or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I had, uh, I did a lot of, uh, working out, but as I was doing that, um, I started losing the feeling in the hand again, um, which became quite concerning. And, uh, so multiple appointments, multiple um, electrode appointments and MRIs. And finally, an MRI showed that uh, my ulnar nerve that I had the surgery on the elbow is wrapped in an additional muscle that's in my arm that is not supposed to be there. Uh, the, the old anomaly, as they say. Um, and in order for, so it's as I build up muscle in my arm, it's it's compressing the ulnar nerve in my hand. So I'm, I'm actually... I'm at about 65, 70% right now of the strength that I've had. So it has deteriorated again. Um, and it's a point of stop working out. Okay. Uh, but if I'm not really working out and I'm not doing it, then, then to be able to compete at the level that I want to compete at just isn't there anymore. And, uh, and I feel it. I, and I've talked to a few people about it on the tour this year. I said, it's, it's, I have a lot of rotation in my shot and it comes off the fingers a lot. And, and I don't have that same rotation on the ball that I used to have. And that was kind of my bread and butter in the game. I used to love, uh, I, I, I love, I love coming off the fingers and, and, uh, and I don't even feel it coming off the fingers so much anymore. And, and, uh, and just, as I said, in my post in September, it's, it's just more about respect for the game. I said, I, I, 15 years ago, I, I wish I was doing the tour 15 years ago. I said, is to be able to compete like that. But, but uh, it's come down to, uh, I have to have the full surgery on my full arm to fix the problem. Um, and even the surgeon said at this point in your forties, you've had a good career. You know, if you were in your twenties, I'd probably tell you something a little different. But, um, and I said, you know, I got three children now and, and the kids and, and the activities and, and I don't really think I can put myself through all that. So, um, and if I continue doing it, um, like you said, two or three years down the road, I probably have no hand function left essentially. So it's, um, it, it's, uh, I need my hand, my kids need that. And, uh, so it's actually been a very easy decision. 
to say it's time to wrap this up while I still have a good shot, while I can still play, I can still compete right now. But um, two years ago, like I said, I was ready to be done with that. Um, we started coaching the kids on Saturday mornings, and uh, I love the kids. I said our program has grown from the 12, 13 that we had up to 22, 23 now. I said it's just been slowly coming up. The parents, are, are, I think, are thrilled with the whole program that we have right now. I said, and that's just become a bigger focus for me. I said, uh, and, uh, you know, my boys, they, they watched a Regina run to the final four the one year with, uh, with Schultz winning it all there. And, uh, and, uh, and my son, my oldest son was watching it back a few times said, I want a bowl. And I said, well, okay, I'll sign you up. But, uh, it was never any pressure for me. They, and Ryan said he wanted to jump in too. So they, um, they both, uh, love the game and I love coaching it with them. And, and the kids have just given me a new light in this game to, uh, to, to show them how to do some stuff and hopefully they take it in. And, and obviously as we've had averages come up and, and uh, even just a couple of weeks ago at high low, uh, we won the first banner for T-Birds for five pin for the high low doubles juniors team there with uh, uh, Marion Everett. And I, I had a couple of tears that day. That was pretty cool. But uh, to see them do it and uh, and uh, to pull that off at the end, it was pretty cool. And uh, so that's sort of, that's just it's it's I'm thrilled to say that it's uh, it's kind of taken over my attention more than my actual playing myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I that's what it is. I said it's I've been very blessed the last five, six, seven years to come back to the game and compete at the level that I have with you guys and. What I've learned the last five, six, seven, seven years, I said even my game went to levels that I never really imagined possible, to be honest. I said it's a, you know, I used to think you shoot 275, it was a pretty high score back then. And I said it's, uh, and then it kind of becomes your focus and average at that point and mm -hmm. how you how you change your mentality to it and and yeah. um, and that sort of thing. So, but my respect level for the game now with, with with how everybody prepares and, and plays the game. I can't do that same preparing, preparing that I had at one point. So, so cutting it back to uh, four player events and traveling and visiting a little bit more and having some fun and, uh, and still doing that. I said that that'll be cool. And, and um, uh, for this year, I'm bowling a league for the first time in seven years um, since I had that surgery a long time ago. And uh, so Trevor and Perry and Steve uh, invited me to uh, join their uh, All-Star Wednesday team on, on uh, GTS, which has been together for many years. And um, uh, Terry ended up moving to Winnipeg uh, during COVID. So they asked me if I would take their, his spot and I was honored to be asked. And I said, yes, absolutely. And kind of put me back into the, into the uh, league setting a little bit again. And uh, so it's uh, it's been a little change for me again bowling bowling three games a week on, on Wednesday nights, but yeah. but it was fun. It was uh, it was a good league, and and our, our team won the league championship a couple weeks ago. So so it was uh, pretty exciting for that. And and there you go, Aaron just threw it up there. So we we pulled it off, and at the end, and so it was good. And uh, but I'm thrilled to be back. It's going to be recreation bowling for me now, and trying to stay in it, and. Um, and uh, try to stay in it that way, but uh, to keep up with the times and. Uh, Do you think you'll coach? Yes, absolutely. 
right? And, so uh, there's opportunity there and Masters and Open in the future. I mean, maybe not playing, but... I, I don't know if they'll have me or not. I guess time yeah, will tell, but, you know, but uh, <laughs> they'd have to choose me, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I have my community coach. I've been looking around to try and get my... Uh, actually, when COVID hit, I was coming to Alberta to do my level two, uh, or the intro to comp um, uh, in Red Deer. And then that got postponed too, of course, with COVID. Mm -hmm. So one of these days I'll get the intro to comp and then, uh, but, uh, it focuses the kids right now for sure. Um, uh, to hone some of those skills a little bit in the coaching side. And then, uh, and yeah, I said, it's, uh, the sky's the limit with that too. And to be involved in the game, I said, I've, I've been involved in the game for so long and, and everything else. So it's been a long time, but yes, that's my, that's, that is the big announcement. It's, uh, I don't know. I said, I, I've always, I've always looked at the career and said that, uh, you know, there's a couple things. I never got the national gold, or not yet. I said it could still happen, but uh, you know, national silver. But, uh, but you know, the, the accomplishments and stuff. The, I, I don't regret that at all. I said it's, I've had a terrific, terrific run, and successful. And the tour provided me a lot of success um, with the opportunity to play, and uh, so I, I'm very thankful. For, for all of it <laughs> and hopefully you can do more of the coaching so Bryn makes I, a, a good point here have you ever thought about switching hands now I know competing at the level you want will still be <laughs> like probably not there but that being said no. we watched Giggy do it Giggy Giggy now plays a, a, a league left-handed and a league right-handed he broke his wrist one year he played left-handed he went to Masters Nationals POA I believe he won singles that year too Put, yeah. um it is uh, unbelievable i've always said that the better you get at this game is kind of like an inverse re ratio with how much fun you have with the game but i think yeah. if you switch to the left hand your expectations kind of go away and i think you could just have a blast doing it just doing it yeah, yeah. i know i everybody i think everybody's asked me that at some point in time and i said you know what i i don't know if I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. <laughs> I said, it's just, it's just time. I said, I, I want to, I don't know if I want to challenge, change my perspective of the game for what it's been and, uh, and the success that I've had. And I said, it's, uh, there's other things to do. And the kids, the, the kids have come along and all their activities. I've, I've realized there's, there's other things to do too. And, and now the kids bowl age. too, right? Hey, your kids uh, are bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Jake and Ryan are bowling, but, uh, I've got Ryan in karate. I've got uh, Jake curling. He picked up curling this year. Um, they're all That's swimming. Awesome. Jessica's doing dance classes after doing gymnastics for a couple of years. And so I said, it's, it's been very busy with that and the camping. I said, they love going camping and they love the trips. And, and uh, now that COVID's done, hopefully we can pull the camper to a few places. If I, if I win the lottery and pay for gas these days, but, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> no. it's going to get crazy, but, uh, but just stuff like that. I said, I'm, I, I, I've never even thought about trying to pull the left-handed thing. And uh, I just said, it. you know what? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with it all. And uh, to share That's the good fair. times and uh, to still do what I can do right-handed for the time being yeah. and, and do that. So, but, uh, but it would take some skill, but I, I did break my wrist in high school in, in grade nine. And I was in a cast that I couldn't even move my thumb. Like it was just solid shape. 
and and I was completely useless left-handed. Like I I couldn't do anything with it. And I said it's uh, I couldn't write. It was the worst thing of grade nine to try and get into it. And <laughs> borrowing borrowing uh, classmates' notes just to get by for two months while I was in a cast. It was the first two months of bowling that I actually missed. I had perfect attendance up until I completely shattered the bones in my, between my thumb and my finger. And uh, dumb dog. It was rollerblading, rollerblading and a guy walking a dog, the dog cut in front of me. And I went over the leash and rolled up on the hands. And uh, yeah, so that's how that happened. But, uh, now I have a picture of you rollerblading in my head. <laughs> Played... Played rollerblade hockey in a league for four years. That's awesome. And nice. uh, I was fast. I was fast, but when I got caught, it hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a enough. big guy, so. But yeah. uh, I, I had some pretty good speed on rollerblades back in the day. I haven't roller. Brandon doesn't give me a lot of opportunity to rollerblade. There's a lot of gravel and loose gravel around and stuff like that. So it's really made a comeback over the last like couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I said there's a. It's, you've seen it out there. Well, especially with the COVID thing, right? You're trying to do stuff and. Yeah. It's an activity that you could do. Same with camper sales. Camper sales went through the roof the last two years, but it was uh, just the opportunity to do something and uh, and to get out and, and do an activity. And camping kept us sane for the last two years, I can tell you that. So just with the activity with the kids and getting out of the house and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, like I say, lots of good memories. I said, I got to... I, I can, uh, well, where do we start? <laughs> let's, let's, let's start at the start. Let's start at the yeah. start. Um, uh, youth bowling, um, uh, Village Inn Bowl for 11 years. Um, Village Inn now, well, it was Academy West. They just recently changed to Westwood Lanes. Um, but yeah, 11 years of that. Um, great times. Um, uh, first year was instruction, bowling between my legs, won a high average award. And, uh, and I don't know where if that's how it started or not, but uh, they switched me to one-handed the next year, and then the following year went to provincials, uh, won a won a bantam bronze in, in Thompson uh, when they were traveling up there at the time. And um, uh, David Wassel was coaching that team, and uh, and there's uh, and then uh, and then get into juniors, and then my game started coming around a bit, a couple of singles runs, um, uh, and into seniors. But uh, YBC actually was a big challenge for me. I, uh, I didn't have a lot of success in, in YBC. Um, uh, zone level, it was uh, always, you almost always Matt Stewart uh, bowling in our zone and uh, uh, for the singles. And, and then uh, we had, uh, there was quite a few academy lanes and Polo Park lanes, uh, quite a few uh, names that were coming out of there um, uh, just to get out of that zone C at the time. And then if you got out of there, then you were facing the likes of uh, Corey Martel uh, back in the day and, and uh, some of those guys. Uh, so I, I think of some of the, the singles matches that I lost uh, along the way, a couple of singles, uh, silvers in Manitoba. Um, but I um, uh, still, I look back at the times and I uh, uh, like Flo and Cindy Welch, a big thank you to them because the, and Tim, they let me bowl a lot. They're the Smith family, Harry and uh, Tracy and, um, and then I look at uh, coaches like Doug Sargent and Deanne Elias, Deanne Zielinski, um, who works at the Federation there now. Um, big impact in my life. Uh, I've always said she's my second mom. And, uh, and uh, we were just talking this week about how our kids are playing tournaments now. And uh, mine and my brother is both 
uh, our kids are playing tournaments now and how crazy it is. It's we're talking 30 plus years ago, but um, um, yeah, just, you know, just stuff like that. And then, and really the seniors was when success hit for me because um, the uh, Winnipeg had the seniors kind of introduced like this cash tour that was going around from alley house to alley house and kind of started getting into that and started playing some of the bigger tournaments there uh, with them. And then uh, Kyle Hendon and I started running one at Village Inn um, uh, for a couple of years there too. And I uh, had some success there with that. And then um, so Kyle Hendon came from Windsor over to Village Inn there for a while. And, uh, and then the, the, that's when the village Inn kind of put together some pretty strong seniors teams that, uh, kind of rattled everybody for a little bit. We had, uh, it was, the uh, when Brad Arsenal bowled the perfect game up in Thompson, um, that was in 97, 98, one of the two. And then, uh, and then our team in 99, it was myself and my brother, uh, the Ruddocks, uh, Colin and Mike, and then, um, uh, Alan Powell uh kind of put we we two sets of brothers on one team and uh, uh show up at provincials and and uh found our lines early i had a big day that day and um that was in 99 for our team and then we we won the provincials and went to rossmere lanes in winnipeg for nationals and the senior boys team was pretty powerhouse from them too that year so we kind of shook that one up and and uh, and then uh, went across the city to Bull Nationals. But uh, were you guys YBC then too, Tim? Ninety nine would have been our first year junior. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, first year junior. First year, first year junior. So would you have had two sets as well? Would have been the Wisemans and the Lopez. In two thousand and one, when we won nationals, okay. there it was two. Yeah, it was me and Tim, Marty and Marku, and then Nick. But this trivia question. I mean, Brad had said that there's two sets of brothers on the same team, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna how often that's happened across the country in these tournaments. Two sets of brothers. Yeah, true enough. Cool. So it's pretty special. That day, that day of Polo Park. So I'll share the story too. Is uh, my w- wife April was a bowler in Brandon for a number of years too, and uh, when we won provincials in '99 uh, at Polo Park, she was actually on the next lane over, seeing this goofball jump up and down like a like a yo-yo after after his team won provincials. And then, uh, so then, of course, uh, then we hook up 10 years later, sharing the same story. And it's like, oh, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But, uh, but uh, yes, it's, uh, so that was, that was kind of the YBC days. It was, uh, um, uh, and great friendships out of it. I said, uh, uh, the guys, especially like Tim and uh, Mike Savory and Tim Hooper, obviously, uh, developed a great friendship. Um, and Larry Weeb and, and kind of our, our poker group essentially for the most part we were getting together pretty much every wednesday night and playing and and uh now we do it every so often because of the families and the kids and and all that fun stuff but but uh really it got us out there playing and competing and uh and like i say some uh, my brother actually pretty much quit bowling after ybc days uh kind of got out of it and and i kind of carried it right through wherever i went from uh, from Thompson to Grand Prairie to to when I when I lived in Grand Prairie for the seven months I played two uh, I played a league at HJ's and a league at Family Affair is that right yeah, yeah. and uh, and I was there for the couple of months before I moved back home and they're, they're probably like who was that guy shot a shot a nine twenty triple one night at uh, Family Affair 
And then I was gone two weeks later and I moved back to Winnipeg. <laughs> and I was like, like a flash in the pan already. So yeah. I, I apologize, yeah. guys. I didn't mean to, to run on you. But oh, no, you made the right choice. Let's hold up. Alberta's North have had like a lot of great players to come up for like a one have, year yeah. or two years. We just had Crystal. We had Amber Neuberger. We had... We had Brad Rusnak. We, we had uh, Erica Ledge. Remember, Erica was up there for a little bit. From uh, we had some really good players up there. Just yeah. never stayed. Maybe, maybe it's their hospitality. Maybe if Gerald was still there, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got started bowling in YBC when you were eleven. What what got you started? So I started bowling when I was eight. Uh, seven, oh, eight, okay. Actually. Oh, sorry. Um, eleven years at Village. Eleven years at Village, yeah. Right. So I, I started instruction. Um, my parents bowled for a number of years um, up in Thompson. Uh, Dad, uh, mom was into it a bit, and then she, uh, uh, with wrist and hand stuff, she just didn't like doing it as much. But Dad still liked playing quite a bit. And then uh, as I got older, I started playing adult leagues with my dad. Um, and a couple of the others, uh, Bob Peden. I'm going to mention Bob Peden's name. He was uh, uh, one of our, our YBC uh, uh, coordinator there for a number of years. And um, uh, and Wayne Howarth and, of course, Deanne took over after that. But, uh, yeah, it was my parents that got me involved in it, and I just enjoyed it. I, I loved being at the lanes. I stuck with it. I, uh, I, I don't know. And I had – I bowled well, and coaches thought I played well, and uh, – at the time and uh they, they it was always kind of encouraging to stay in it and uh um and in hockey i remember the one year in deanne was quite happy when i messed up my knee playing hockey she's like ah you don't need to play hockey you need to bowl anyway and uh, so it worked out well in the end but uh so yeah so that was uh i still remember the old double diamond lanes in there i said it was uh and village inn had pretty rich history uh in the past too for tournaments and stuff like that and now, double American. diamond lanes. They they have they have an extra board, right? Uh, is that what it was? Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what helped me at the it's time. It's either one know. board more or <laughs> one board less. It's oh. one of the two. So mm. with with uh, regular lanes, you have an an odd number of boards because obviously the one in the center is the odd one, yeah. right? But with double diamond, mm. they actually had one extra, so the arrow was off to one side. Yeah, so I remember. I remember the. I remember the one. Uh, being off a little bit too with that kind of sense of that. I, I, I think, think I think it's one more dex. I think it's like 40, yeah, 40 boards. It, it was forty one on the on double dime. I'll well, wait for I'd, Tim to type it in, he'll know. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it, it, uh, it would be an thirty nine and forty, I'm pretty sure. Thirty nine and forty, yeah. 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 Sean E B brought it up. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh yeah, and then uh and then so YBC I stayed the one more year. I ended up in Thompson uh for the two years up there and uh two Manitoba North teams uh, uh, that were very strong and and uh, still got beat in the in the provincial finals the two years. But uh, I had a singles run one year. John DeChambeau came up the ladder and and beat me in the final twice. And I was so young, I didn't even know what was going on. I think at the time, <laughs> but um, um, so I, I had a singles run there too one year. And uh, but you know, bowling from the north and and playing Masters uh, two thousand one Masters. Uh, bowling with Nick DiVirgilio up there oh, yeah. uh, quite a bit, too. Yeah. Uh, actually worked at his lanes part-time when I was on the radio at the same time. And he still owns and, those lanes, right? And he still owns North Center and Crossroad lanes, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was. Uh, I learned quite a bit from him competing with him, too. But Ryan and Doug Whalen and uh, Daryl Cater and DeChambeau and Lauren, I said, we, it was... Uh, 
and the Stewart family, of course, Rick uh, running it and uh, and the Stewarts too. Uh, let me I mentioned Matt's name, but I know Bill was very involved in YBC at the time uh, when I was growing up too. And uh, and the Stewarts running Thompson Lanes at the time, no longer there. That was another 12 lane alley house that um, that uh, is no longer there. So now Thompson's down to four lanes of five pin um in the city up there so we can't it makes it so hard to go up there to play a tournament and, it, and stuff yeah. people uh, on a side note about thompson sorry brad um people don't realize at one point back i think it was the 70s or 80s that thompson had the most uh ybc memberships in the country i they believe like, it. They, yeah. they, they had they had all day saturday it was like 300 plus yeah memberships well, sure ybc our our YBC program at Village, I mean, it was 16 lanes full of four and five player teams, and it was a Bantam junior or a instruction Bantam to start in the first shift, and then a junior senior shift after that, and it was it was five six hours at the lanes every day. And I said it was uh, you know the numbers back then. It's I'm crushed to see some of the numbers now. I said it's uh, you know you, when in '99 I said there was over 40,000 bowlers in the YBC program and today it's it's under 10,000 but uh but yeah you know I said it was it was just one of those things and and Thompson is one of those places again that's so remote that there's not much there to do so you know it was kind of thrilling to see that the bowling world had that had that bite of the pie up there essentially mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at that time too right and and you look at it in the business sense of of, of even through COVID I said it was it was tough to see the bowling alleys shut down because it's and and to try and make it work in certain ways, but but uh, yeah, good times there. Like I say, and uh, Thompson was good times. I said I thank them very much for for all that. And it was it was if any of my high school friends happen to watch this, they're going to be like, I can't believe he's even doing this. Like it's a, he was the <laughs> quietest kid in high school forever, and and hated presentations and hated getting in front of classes, and and then I end up on radio and and talking on a mic and and uh doing podcasts but uh but uh just the the personal side of it i think thompson changed my life in a lot of ways um uh, took me out of that shell and and uh, and got me uh, uh more involved in community and, and scenes that kind of stuff and then and then moving to grand prairie was a little bit of a culture shock um <laughs> uh, a different change for sure i didn't know very many people there at all uh my cousins lived there so i did have a connection to move in with them and uh and uh and love them for that it was good times there um i um uh, lived with them and their three kids and and uh, got to know them quite well uh in the brief time that i was there um and like i said i didn't get to do much with the bowling world there because i wasn't there long enough i moved there in the summer and then i moved out in the start of 2002 and and then moved back to winnipeg um uh, so the reasons for moving back to Winnipeg, uh, otherwise, and and I talk openly about it today because to me it's especially now I look at it more like an awareness thing and, and help out. But um, you know, my dad uh, passed in 2005 from cancer. Uh, again, avid bowler, and he uh, he was a sponsor of the our teams on uh, uh, at the St. James League on Friday nights, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I miss him a lot. But uh, he. Uh, um, yeah, he, that was a big reason for coming back home, uh, finding out that, uh, you know, that it's bread and it wasn't going to make it. Um, and he went a lot longer than they said he was going to make it. But, um, um, so that was a big reason too, and coming back home, but, uh, it was a very hard time in life for me. Um, 
I, I want to actually, uh, the, for where I am now, it's, it's a big thank you uh, to Dwight Hurt. Um, uh, when I moved back to Winnipeg, uh, and uh, an apologies as in a sense to Shar, because her and I did get together and we were dating for a while. And um, and uh, great girl, uh, she's a great woman and she has great kids and I hope the best for her too. But um, uh, Dwight um, was a mechanic at Fountain Tire at the time. And uh, I was a kid who came out of the broadcasting world and didn't know what I was gonna do. And uh, uh, lots of questions and my dad's ill and stuff like that. And so he uh, gave me an opportunity to jump in Fountain Tire and uh, to learn the mechanical world. And I uh, jumped in as an assistant manager there, and I—I I, uh, he'll, he'll probably say I took the ball and ran with it, but uh, he got me introduced to this world, and uh, here I am, 20 years later, and uh, still in the automotive world, and successfully running businesses in the automotive world. And uh, so I thank him a lot for that. Um, and uh, you know, thanks to the bowling world, I wouldn't know this family. I said uh, they're great people. Chad's uh, always had great conversations with Chad, and. Uh, and uh and judy too is that jake came to one of the last masters tournaments that i played and poor jake was got a little ill at the bowling tournaments and she was the first one there to help april with him so uh, so i thanked them for that but um but yes it was um uh so the, and then going through all the motions at that time but i was still i jumped back into the friday night league with at st james and um uh and even before i moved away i I had a great conversation with the Divinis uh, at the Manitoba Open this year uh, after I was eliminated and uh, and I had I had Diane in tears and uh, but the Divini family I have absolute love for um, even before I moved away less and less was and uh, uh, Mike let me bowl there a lot and uh, and they didn't charge me very much either but uh, sometimes they didn't but um, uh, the, they just, they let me work on my game there a lot. And, uh, and uh, it was a big part of my life for some of the success that I had. And, and it's a big thank you to them. I love them much. And, um, uh, and then getting into St. James Lanes and, and uh, <laughs> uh, playing the All-Star League. And, and uh, a lot of people don't know I was having a really hard time at life at that time with everything that was going on. But um, I took a full year off. Uh, so from 2001, when I made nationals in, in Saskatoon uh, for masters, I didn't actually make nationals again until 2010. Um, and uh, that life was a roller coaster. <laughs> and uh, if, if a lot of people are watching this, they're probably going to say, yeah, I, I probably agree. And uh, so this is where some of my apologies probably come in. Um, I was an arrogant jerk for about four years and, uh, and I didn't deserve to be. But um, uh, I took a full year off bowling and a lot of people, uh, I went back to school full time. Uh, I was full time evening in school, uh, taking HR management and management development um, and uh, working full time during the days. And um, yeah, and uh, seeing I had another relationship going on at the time. And for some reason, I opened up to her a lot more than I ever did anybody else. But she was the one that really kind of pointed me in the direction of, of seeking some uh, assistance to get through some things in life. And uh, so over a 12 year period, that's what I did. So um, I hit a lot of stuff in and, I, and I'm happy to say today that I came out of that. Um, and right at the time I came out of that, I said, I got back into the league again. Um, 
I was finishing up school and I met April all at the same time there. Um, then in 2008, ended up moving out to Western Manitoba to be with April. Um, got into the community out here. And, uh, and that's kind of how that all played out. I, uh, and then, you know, Carrie, I've seen you post a couple of times about how, uh, you know, you get your struggles in there at times and sometimes things just don't jive and, and I'm with you. I understand. And I, and as horoscope as it might sound, I said, I said very seldom in my life have I had, have I had bowling and uh, love and money kind of all fall into the same uh, positive spot at the same time. Right. But, um, and you could throw work in there too, probably. As I, I said, I could probably pull bowl 400, but I was probably unemployed when I did it. But, but um, uh, just the fact that uh, um, from those years, from after I moved out here with April, we got engaged in 09 and then 2010 hit. And, and uh, one fateful day at Rossmere Lanes, um, it was the day that changed my whole career uh, forever. And I show up to the last master's tournament. Um, the way I thought started at nine o'clock and I walked in at eight 30 and they're doing announcements and the and the warm up had already stopped. And I felt like such an idiot that day and, uh, didn't get a chance to throw a bowling ball. And I just started bowling and, uh, through 24, 22 for eight that day and, uh, ended up winning singles for masters. Um, with no warm up. I'm still shocked <laughs> to this day. I'm still shocked at that day, but, uh, I was on that. I was comfortable on the team that year, but, um, uh, I remember, uh, it was, it was a 190 game in game three and the rest were three hundreds, I believe. And, um, uh, all I remember that day really is, is being put on the lane with Randy Morissette and Randy, uh, I threw the first ball in 10 in the last shot and I really didn't know what was going on at the time and randy came up and tapped me on the shoulders and said you just won singles and, I, and i'm like what <laughs> how did that happen but um um yeah and uh so that was that was the craziest day for me that I've, i ever had in bowling uh even to this day but um it went on to singles that year and uh, sudbury um finished sixth um uh, I developed a great friendship with Jeff Watts out of that tournament um, and and introduced him to Marla. And now now look at them. I said, uh, we'll wait for the comment on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, she did comment, yeah. So I'm, uh, but um, I love those two. But um, yeah, I said that was, that was kind of the start to it. And then the Open that year uh, also went to Nationals on the team. And then 2011, I is was my glory year. I, I wrote it, uh, had the perfect game at uh, at St. James at the Manitoba Open that year when when it was fizzling out a little bit at the end. Right. Um, uh, with that, and then and then the singles run, uh, another singles run for Masters, um, and, and a team of a team run for the Open. And uh, <laughs> that's cool, man. That's awesome. He's my, he's my big teddy bear. He's got we'll us, we'll just throw that up there for the world to see. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just I saw the comment. I was like, yeah, it's fine. But um, yeah, the um, and then um, uh, 2012 singles for the Open and uh, winning that one in Brandon was still one of my uh, most special moments for sure. And uh, and then playing uh, 
Sean in the final at uh, in Gatineau in his, his home alley house, and uh, we went toe to toe that whole that whole uh, thirty games. Said so we were one two pretty much that whole tournament, and uh, and uh, he kind of overtook me right at the end, and uh, and uh, but uh, and then I ended up playing Derek in the semifinal that year, and we had kind of had a grind out battle, and uh, and then I ended up going to the final, but only started throwing strikes after the pressure was off, but uh, still to be in that moment, and so so to be in that moment uh, was special for me, and uh, uh, and I look back on it, and I will say thank you to Jeff Bourne. Um, for the many conversations, for the life lessons. But, does does um, that guy talk? <laughs> that guy talks. <laughs> 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 but actually, 2001 in Masters in Saskatoon, I was on the senior, I was on the uh, um, uh, tournament men's team. Uh, we won bronze that year. And I, I remember being at the singles to watch him and Tom Patterson play in the final. Uh, great match. And, uh, and I, I just remember saying to mom and dad, I want to be that guy at some point in time. And, uh, and it was good that way. And, uh, yeah, you know, I said, I, I learned a lot from him too. I said, it was, uh, it was fun and, uh, good times. And, and, uh, I also learned not to buy lottery tickets for yourself when you buy them for the group. But, uh, I said, I'll throw that in there too, Jeff. I said, I love you too, man. But, uh, I said, uh, I said my, uh, I said, uh, life lessons. I said, if, if, if my, if I ever win the lottery, my, my whole workplace is winning the lottery. So it's good, but um, I'll throw that in there, but uh, no, short of that, I, um, yes, I, uh, like I say, I go back to that too. I said, there's so many people in Manitoba that what, I, even after playing the tour, I said, uh, I learned a lot from watching others bowl and, and what they do, what their pre-routines are, uh, what balls they're throwing, how they're throwing the ball. I said, I, I'm kind of a product of, of watching everybody succeed and, and try to implement it in my game. And, uh, and that's kind of how I go with it. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm thankful. I, I was able to implement a lot and, and the adjustments that I can make in the game. <laughs> I, told, I thought about that the other day with the pal <laughs> just tell, it was commented. I'm not going to say it. You can, you can show it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, good times. But um, yeah, I said it's. Uh, I, I, I just look back at some of those glory years of 2010 to 2013, and and some great teams that we played on. And I wish we had had a little more success. And well, what do you do? I said it's uh, um, some great experiences. And and again, I apologize to to Manitoba. I said my my arm just started giving out on me. Uh, as time went on at that and uh, and uh, through that and I remember my uh, Mike messaged me the day that I said I had to quit cold turkey and he said it's one of the hardest things you can do is, is stop but you got to get healed and and do what you got to do and so that's what I had to do but but uh, yeah so then that and and then um, yeah I said it's uh, to come back from that and then to join the tour Oh, I, I'm so thankful I got to play the tour with you guys. Really, I said uh, um, to Boyd Autobody, of course, who looked yeah. after me for uh, a lot of that. I said it made the traveling and the trips a lot easier um, to do it. It wasn't an easy thing to do coming provinces over to play. Um, what would be your what, what's your favorite tournament on tour? Um, well, I, I had the most success at Golden Mile. 
uh, in Regina, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know what it was with there. I, I walk in there and my shot just works there. And I never really had to adjust. I never had to um, change very much for my shot. It just worked. Um, um, you, you'll laugh at this, guys, but I loved Collingwood the one year that I was there. Uh, Collingwood was, uh, so Collingwood was and, awesome. And um, uh, mm -hmm. I'll even go back to say um, uh, the match that I had with Jen Baker at Collingwood um in our first round match we both shot 900s at each other and i remember she it was it a punch or miss to to fall short and uh and she uh, and uh, i know she was pretty upset about the miss and uh and i gave it a few minutes and then i went back over to her and i said okay you're gonna run the b side we're gonna do this again in the final and i'm pretty sure she went deeper than me in that tournament than i did that year but uh but uh but you know what just a great uh, another great friendship and and kind of cracked my mold to come into the tour and it did and, I, I remember and that one yeah. not to mention the fact i mean jen's just a flat out amazing bowler anyway mm -hmm. and uh and one of them that i looked up to and uh and uh, her and her family and her mom is terrific and, and yeah, great conversations with them mm -hmm. too um but uh and i and i you know i i especially early on when you guys started the podcasts and and hearing you talk about uh, different things and adjustments and routines and such and i just i took it all in and i implemented it and and um and adam i said i, I said uh, to him that i'll definitely give him the mention because especially early on one of the first tournaments in calgary that i played and watching him play um uh, and the success that he was having especially with start lines it was cool and um you don't see any of that and i but um uh, yeah, just uh, I look back at some of the and and Schultz obviously and and you guys and we've started bowling together the more we played and watching you guys uh, have the success on the tour too and really a, like I say I'm a product of watching you <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I'm I'm blessed that I was able to implement what I could in the game to have the success that I did. Yeah, we we have said it a lot. Uh, there's no there's no stopping at at learning in this game there's no. always something to learn there's always something you could do better and find success with um and, and that and that's what makes people better forever but um also just watching on those days too and sometimes going into a center where you know your shot's not working watching other people can make a world of difference because you could figure out what is working in that center and then implement it implement it for even that weekend right yeah, it was Jeff. Jeff that told me a long time ago, you got to have a B shot and and play a completely different line and Jeff and play Watts? from the uh, Jeff Bourne. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> Jeff Watts doesn't have an A shot. Kidding. And so I so actually it was after that conversation that summer I I played from the left. I, I was always played from the right, and I said, okay, I got to try and try something totally different and. Uh, and and to play a different shot and and actually the the day that i made it to the uh uh tour final in red deer in that august and i struggled like crazy in the play i, I was shooting buck 50s in the in the qualifying round and i said i what do i do and and um i, I remember making a three board tweak uh, uh to the left uh to the left side of the head of center which i don't do very often and then I, I at least I look good throwing two eighties on the on the TV show when the recording was on. But uh, yeah. luckily they didn't see the qualifying before that. But uh, <laughs> and Tyler ended up winning that year, of course, which was uh, 
Uh, I mean, the Tidcats, amazing, amazing talents in this Incredible. game. Incredible. And, uh, I think uh, with all the talent coming in, you know, lately, that's why it's forcing people to have to learn different techniques and adjust and make different lines, right? Like you can't yeah. be stubborn like the old days and play one line. It, so mm -hmm. it has been a bit of the conversation and, hey, you got to start learning and where are you going to start and what line are you going to play? And you need to you need to be confident with a couple different ones. I, I, I only really started working on my slide after a podcast when uh, <laughs> when you guys were talking about it one day. And I actually slides. started really yeah. focusing on where I was actually starting and stopping. And yeah. it's not something I really looked at before that, but I, I actually implement it in the kids quite a bit. It's like pushing it oh, out. Oh, perfect. And, and well, Carrie, like Carrie's doesn't slide. Carrie's a planter. Right? Yeah. yeah. Are you a little bit of a planter too? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a 10 foot slide to get this old body going. Yeah. Yeah. Going. I said, the kids, uh, I, the house bowling shoes. I know that a lot of them don't have a lot of slide these days, but, uh, but uh, you see the kids kind of stopping and then taking the extra step after they throw the yeah. ball, trying to yeah. trying to get it going. Yeah. And I, I I don't know what to do about it, but <laughs> uh, but just to let them learn and let them let them keep growing into it, and, and eventually they'll come out of it. But, and and DB, we we slide, we slide. It's just that we use something really low so that we have to drive hard into it to get that. Yeah. Other, sure. And if we didn't have those sliders on, we would never stop. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. slide forever. Yeah. I, I, I like I, a long slide. Hey, I really do. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, you do. You've always had a long slide. I've always had a very long slide, a long third step, and a lot of a lot of push on the ball. But it also it's also what helped get my rotation on the shot too, like to to get that extra torque on the shot with the. Uh, uh, I think if it was any shorter, and that's the the half the problem that I've had this year is that I moved up a good, probably half a foot, from what I did before. So and that's why I feel like I don't have the same release that I had two or three years ago because uh, okay. I, I don't have that same power behind it coming up to it, but just kind of the way that I've looked at it. But I, 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 I think, I think older you get, uh, I mean, Kerry hasn't got that old. He's almost there. Right. So th three more years until he hits 40, I think. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. but besides that, that, I, okay. Yeah, maybe less than two. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I, I think the longer you go, I think I benefited from having a, going a, a more of a slide. Even though I use an H1, I use S10s or S11s or whatever it is. I find yeah. it makes it a little, lot easier. A um, little bit, I, I'm less uh, sore after the events or usually after I'm done, right? Um, where we used to have maybe an S8 or S6 or whatever, and we're driving more into it, trying yeah. to finish your shot more, and I find that I... And I, I'm using an S2H1. Um, yeah, yeah. If there was an S1, I would use an S1. Yeah. 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 That's and I went, your body hasn't but, given up on you because that's exactly but, as Tim. I'm the same way. If I do a, long, a short slide, my knee, my quad, my lower back, it's just pounding. See, so and I'm, and I'm not that. sore. I'm yeah. not sore at all from it. But and, and I'm the opposite. If, if I end up going with a longer slide, I end up losing all of my aggression and all my rotation yeah. and all that stuff yeah. with it too. It's just, it's I find just that more, the, uh, I'm more amazing, sore if the, the lanes are slicker for sure. Yeah. 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 I'll I, I switched like to a 10 this year. I, uh, I, I, I always used seven or eight or sometimes six, depending on how bad it was, but I, I match you up to the 10 this year and all year I've had the 10 on the shoe. I haven't even changed it. I guess a shorter um, slide, you can have better balance, right? Because you're not sliding yeah. as far, per se, unless mm -hmm. you're going to be jamming and then you're over, you're coming over top of it's it. It's just, 
It just but makes it so that you get everything culminates to that one explosion point with it. Yeah. And whereas, whereas when you have, when you, <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you have the longer slide, you have a, a longer window to kind of have that. But when you, when you have that short slide, everything just kind of drives in all at that one time. You generate all your power, at all at that explosion point. That that's where you just get that. Like a, yeah. a shitload of that's one of the that's one of the data data things we need to collect is hey, I've got to say where's Jay Brains and need him yeah what type of ball do you throw what type of slide do you use what's your approach all these things we need to if, if I, you're like uh, Tim you don't want anybody touching your bowling ball well, so well you know what let's, let, let's bring this up right now okay you know Belmonte <laughs> is causing a huge issue about people getting they were in USPC. Yeah. Take his He's not ball causing the issue. No, let me put it this way. So the USBC takes the bowling balls. They go behind a black curtain, and they, they test want it. To. They did. They did to him. They did. You can look. He came out. And no, he denied it. it. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, what's going to happen is Carrie's going to take my bowling balls behind that freaking curtain, and he's going <laughs> to abuse them, right? I need. It's it's always about what Carrie needs, he's right? Gonna, and at this point, he's going to abuse your bowling balls. What is he going to do? Smack him and call him a bad boy? Like, what, yeah, like, what is he going to do? Tim did the Katie's tell, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I should, yeah, I should get that back tomorrow. I think I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, where are you going with that, Tim? What's... <laughs> I, I just, I, I just think that uh, I, I Belmonte, think we... what's going on? Oh yeah, he got in trouble. He, well, he's getting in trouble. No, there was something. He, no, he's not. So okay. the USBC has the Masters this week, so they want to test urethane bowling balls for their sure D hardness. So they told Belmonte or everybody that was throwing storm bowling balls that they wanted his bowling balls given to the USBC so they can do testing. He asked that if he could be in the room when they do the yeah. testing. They said mm. no, so he said no. You're not testing my bowling balls, right? But Why they went ahead. Not? They tested. They tested a bunch of different storm products, and they've listed a bunch that they're um, disallowing for USBC. Right. They disallowed. They put a disallowed list out or something. Then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why they're monsters, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. it was just a certain line, six different lines of bowling balls that are not allowed to play USBC events. But the PBA has reinstituted them for the PBA. So, but so there's so much like, more variance in ten pin bowling balls. There are oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. there's ridiculous yeah. change with ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, 100%. the thumb hole ball. I said, well, oh yeah, that was thumb, thumb hole. Oh my god. <laughs> It's perfectly round. No, no, it's not. It's and it can never be. <laughs> got a flat spot this friggin' big. <laughs> Bang. Uh, like, and, and they so got certified. Let's, uh, got while, certified. while we're talking slides, let's just do a small snapshot here uh, for fun. Um, everybody's watching. What slider are you using? Are you using an S10, S12, S2? What slider are you using? If, if, you, don't, if you don't know, you just don't know. You're using a standard, you know. The first thing whatever. I'm going to say is don't be afraid to change it from center to center. So in Sherwood Park and Body Dune, I use an S2H1 because they're both super fast approaches. But if you go to like a normal center, like, uh, you know, uh, Paradise Lanes or any like standard wood lanes, then I'm generally back to an S8H5. You kind of your regular slider and heel, but in Sherrod Park and Bonnie Dune, S1, H2, as slow as possible. Right. S, S10, H1. Golden Mile, same thing. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm S10. I'm a slider 10, and I think I'm an S4 on my heel, too. I got two sliders. Hmm. Go. But, but Daryl's wearing the old old man Skechers, too, right? Oh, yeah, buddy. Ever, ever <laughs> 10, 10 foot runway for this old guy. Yeah. yeah. So there you I've go. Never, the same as Tyson Nelson. Yeah. I've always had the red heel. Like, yeah. always. Like, I've never used a rubber heel uh, S4, since SST6s. Yeah. A lot of S10s um, coming. And yeah, as you say, a lot of S10s out there. I, I'm kind of surprised. I, uh, like I said, I, I, maybe I was in the minority using S6s for even with how long of a slide I had. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I said it's. Uh, There's a few of these. Nice. Yeah, Lynn Howell and the sock. Sock, sock. I was going to say the, the sock. But, I was just going to say you have a lot of people that just slide the sock on and you'll. But Dex, I think you made a big point there is direct about changing your slider at different bowling centers. If you're not doing that, consider that as part of your repertoire for different centers because it will make a difference. It it made a world of difference. In in the old days, again, we didn't do that. We wore standard shoes that didn't have changeable sliders. And honestly, I had the the standard changer. I, I could change them. But I didn't really start changing them until like four or five years ago when I'm like, why am I changing the way that I throw the ball when I could just change my shoes and just throw it the same way? Yeah. Just try yeah. to create the consistency, right? Huge. Jeff, uh, I've never no, heard like, of an S13. There's an, an S13? No, there, no, there uh, isn't. He just, Jeff, Jeff's just being Jeff. That's <laughs> Jeff, we love you. Maybe next time Marla can speak for you. Okay. Slide to the moon, man. <laughs> so there you go. P- Pictures or it didn't happen. Brad, have you Pictures always are... used the no. same bowling ball? You, t- you said something about star lines before, or do you have a few different bowling uh, balls that you've used a lot? Uh, I pretty much use uh, four and seven eighths Paramount pretty much everywhere. Uh, I've had the most success with it. Um, uh, Calgary, I bought a set of. Um, uh, oh, I can't even think now. I had I had um, Starlines for the longest time, uh, switched to Paramount, um, and then I picked up a set of Cobras um, that I was playing with at, at T Birds here uh, for a few years, and then uh, and then he put out uh, uh, the Plain Ball. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my thought process. The um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, the solid color ball. Help me out. Um, Cyclone? Par- solid? Uh, there was Paramount Solids. Oh, gosh. Anyways, so... Um, uh, oh, the Aramiths? Aramiths. There you go, Aramiths. There you go. And yeah. um, uh, so I've got a set of those that I play with religiously at T-Birds now. Um, <laughs> I won Provincials at that. But um, Golden Miles, all I take is Paramount. Um uh, and I was throwing Paramount at Sherwood this year when I shot the 22 um, uh, from the left side. Got that. Um, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't even going to mention it, Mark. In the 32s. Uh, I, was, was, I was hungry. But, uh, then, uh, I don't know where that came from either. That was a good day. I, I, I was averaging like 300 through 12 games that day uh, in the first four matches. And, uh, that was a, that was a good run, and then I went bang bang. Uh, it was the year before that that I made the final four, but uh, I had to think about that. But yeah, no, I've switched balls. I I've taken the suitcase everywhere, and uh, yeah. and uh, uh, nationals open in Gatineau in 2012. I ended up playing with house balls, 
because yeah. I couldn't get I couldn't get anything else going early and uh, and I was messing around in practice with the house balls and I and it worked and I just I played the entire tournament took six bowling balls with me to to Gatineau and I played the house balls the whole weekend <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah. but it is an option but uh, uh, but yeah the the hardest house I played out on the tour was was paradise I uh, I always seem to be adjusting a lot there when I was playing. And then, uh, and then I, I made the forties when, uh, uh, when I switched the bowling balls there, but, uh, yeah, it was good. I said, I've, I've never been afraid to make the, the ball change, uh, especially if I'm feeling it in, in that sense and stuff like that, but, uh, adjusting, I said, I have no fear jumping from left side to right side yeah, <laughs> no, I, to, to jump back and forth if, uh, I need to. I, I'm probably overcoaching my kids, trying to help them out with different shots. But, uh, but, uh, but they, it's nice to see them talking to me, saying I moved a board this way or a board that way, and trying to to get into the lingo of it. So it's fun that way. But it's good. It's, it's crazy yeah. how many adults still just don't make those small changes. It's crazy. Yeah. Let alone the big changes. Got to be able to change. Got to make changes, totally. and uh, and and especially the the conditions change, and and the, the proprietors do different things to the lanes, and and you walk in and, and you got to make an adjustment. So, it makes it fun and and um, uh, change. Do I, uh, uh, you know, I talk about changes and stuff like that, but I could talk about uh, how Manitoba's changed. Manitoba's <laughs> changed a lot, yeah. and. Uh, if I uh, can throw that in there, we lost Daryl. Where'd he go? <laughs> His internet was uh, giving yeah, him problems. He's lost a cyberspace. He's, uh, lost uh, <laughs> lost cause in some sense. No, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> no, I've, like I said, I've I, I think I've played pretty much every alley host in Manitoba. Not not quite all of them, but uh, most of them I think. And but uh, yeah, even the ones that have shut down a bit. I I. Uh, you know, I love Masters. I love the Open. I love the traveling back and forth to tournaments and such like that. And and uh, I did want to talk a little bit today about about how uh, the the province has changed so much. Mm -hmm. And and uh, if that's cool with everybody, I, I uh, talk about uh, you know I, I you know how we've talked about how we're not sending full contingents to things anymore, and how we're not. Um, uh, we're not sending full teams and stuff like that. And, and I, and it's, and how the numbers have come down so far. And I, and I, I, I said earlier, I'm crushed to see that kind of stuff, but I love, I love the masters. I said, I, I traveled a lot to play masters out of Thompson and from Brandon here now and, and stuff like that. And, and I wish, I wish that uh, people were playing everything like they should be. I said, there's, uh, you know, our, the opens capped to 32 people. It probably could have a hundred people if, if it was signed up the right way and, and set the right way. And, and masters is the same way. And uh, there's, I can tell you another 10 or 20 people that probably should be playing masters that aren't right now. Yeah. And, and because of the way of the world and, and it's not because of, of a person, I, I think it's, it's because of the simple logistics of Manitoba and the geographical uh, setup that Manitoba is, it, it sucks uh, for, for a lot of sports. And, and, uh, I wish that, uh, I, I wish that, uh, I almost wish everybody was a little bit closer together in a sense, but yeah. you know, you look at Manitoba and you see Winnipeg off to the one corner sort of thing. And then 
and then we don't really Brandon is that second hub, but but there's not a lot of that there. And then there's and now we've lost so many other alley houses, and we don't really have anything to the north uh, that's strong like that anymore. And I said, and you look at uh, when you look at Alberta that has Edmonton and Calgary and Red Deer and and multiple hubs to send bowlers from, and and Saskatchewan has multiple hubs to send bowlers from, maybe down a bit. But I said, I um, you know the the setups and stuff like that, and the numbers that have come down. I've I've said for a while that I, I kind of wish to see some change in our game, and I don't know how how everybody feels about about that. I, I love the history of our game and I love the tournaments and stuff, but but um, we're missing a boat here in Manitoba. And, I totally agree, uh, and it's. I really hope that the way that the Open is run, at least, does go back to some sort of traditional sense here soon. It's just, wow. it just doesn't seem, it's just, the open is so huge. The open is so great. It, it's great having like the banquets and getting all those teams together and playing and Manitoba as a whole just has such a large number of to top quality players. It seems like an absolute shame to me to send four men and four ladies when they could be sending a whole contingent. I, wow, I'm so not a huge so you got to look back at, at what it was 20 years ago compared to now. And I said, we had the North, we had Westman, Central, Winnipeg. Um, so like the North, for example, I said there was 12 lanes at one alley house and four lanes at another. Now it's just down to four. I said there was Flynn Flon and the Paw in the North that are no longer existent. I said, so that entire region basically lost almost everything. So you can't um, really run it the same. And of course that, right? And then and then I look at, at the Westman zone. I mean, I can look at Central. I said you lost the Nipah lanes, uh, which was 10 or 12 lanes. Uh, Minnedosa had eight lanes. They put a restaurant on lanes one and two, made it six lanes. Um, I look at Westman and how, um, uh, like Westman has Brandon and Carberry and Boisevane and Killarney. And now without Boys of Ain and Killarney, because they're not affiliating themselves with the zone anymore. Um, so you're down to an eight-lane house and a four-lane house in one zone. Um, and then, of course, do it the same. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you've got Winnipeg uh, with multiple lanes. I said it's, uh, and then, of course, when they came, when they pulled themselves out of the M5 uh, a few years back, um, uh, that was it was a tough situation and a tough reality and and I look at masters today and I say okay six tournaments six different Sundays uh, six games each Sunday um, but for like Brandonite to go to to Winnipeg it's it, it's gas money it's food money if you're starting at 8 30 or 9 you'd have to either leave Brandon very early or you're going the night before so you're and I know, I know Hammer and Ethan used to get hotels and stuff like that. I said, you're talking, you're talking $500 a weekend times six. And I said, it, it adds up. And I said, it's, it's a tough situation. And, and, uh, and Karen's right. I, I'm thrilled to see Winnipeg bowlers back in it the last Absolutely. couple of years. Yeah. I said, so I said, have an option to play. And it's, it's, uh, and Masters gives the $50 discount, as Jason is saying, at the start for your membership. 
And I said, it's, it's just that, and that's, I got to make it very clear. That's not why I'm not playing this year. The, the doctor told me how much I can play and I'm not playing uh, because of that. But, but, um, and, and I'm a diehard. I said, I would, I would play anyway. But I said, there's just a lot of people that, uh, that I'd like to see it start coming back again. And, mm -hmm. and it just needs the support of, of everybody to come together and do it. For sure. So, um, Brad, I, I completely agree. I think, I think your Manitoba for the open situation has a possibility of, of getting better uh, than it is. I mean, obviously with Karen, uh, Winnipeg 5 is back. Now, I, I think... I think the situation right now is um, obviously Winnipeg. I'm not going to get into the political por portion, right? But uh, Winnipeg isn't able to run their zone trials. Obviously, that makes a little bit of a difference. And if you're not able to play in a larger center for your open provincials, then you're limited what you can run at at your open provincials with what lanes you have available, right? Yeah. Um, however, uh, it looks like it's getting there's more positive. Uh, things out of it coming out lately um, that I noticed. And it, it seems good. Like if you asked me at the beginning of the year, if you would see, if you see this set your, your event at, at T-Birds, I would say no because of everything going on. And for it to be hosted at T-Birds, um, I think it's a very positive uh, change. And I think it's a good thing. And I, I hope to see that. And and we, we saw Jamie Newton coach the you challenge uh national team on in uh calgary this past weekend and i thought that was a positive thing i think things are changing on the relationship side it might be a little bit slow but i think it's a, a positive moving forward right so uh, th this year this year might not be there and obviously i i can't speak on behalf of m5 or anything like that but my guess is the reason why they only did mixed teams is because obviously they need to have more money in the pool uh, with more entries or how they're handling things to have more. Um, you got to start somewhere. Have, yeah. So I, I completely understand. And I, I completely agree. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Th there definitely needs to be a point where they start sending full contingents again, because there's just so many talented people. hundred percent. I said, especially coming out of the COVID times. And, and I was just going to say the same thing. Two years of COVID didn't help anything, No. but, yeah. but to come out of COVID and, and have some sort of new, uh, attraction to the to the events again and i and i've said for some time and i've commented on your guys's things a couple of times that I, I for the for the numbers that there are today is there too many events right now and i've and i and i i've kind of felt that it's just one pulls away from the other one and i've seen that a lot in manitoba and i said i'd love to i'd love to see i'd love mm -hmm. to see 100 people play one tournament <laughs> again and and to get it out there and, and have the big events and stuff like that and but um but how that happens I, even i don't know i said it's uh uh i've always said you might have to cut down the number of events but i mean there's such a history between the open and masters and and i what do you lose what don't you lose and i said it's uh, or what do you change and and the YBC numbers like like uh, I I just I'm uh, crushed to see the numbers that are down so much and from that and 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 love to see it come back up again. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know. I I, I love to see that the the tour numbers. I love to see that your numbers on the tour have grown quite a bit. And and from a standpoint of Manitoba, I said you're seeing more Manitobans join this tour 
the mm -hmm. last uh, year or two, which uh, which is very encouraging. It's great to see uh, them coming out to play and, and some of the younger ones that are coming up to play, like like the Coltons and, and the Andrew LaMonica's and, and, and those guys, I said, uh, especially with the kids now, I see them, all, all the all the youth tournaments, and they're lighting it up, and it's great to see it. But um, just stuff like that, I said, I, I really – and it's great to see Winnipeg back, and I know Karen's pushing it hard out there, and 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 uh, I love her for it, and I hope it uh, gains traction even more and, and stuff like that. But uh, but just just the whole deterioration of the game, and and like like all the lane beds that have been lost, especially outside of Winnipeg. Winnipeg's lost its share too with Park and Saint Patel and Windsor, and and to name a few. And I said it's uh, I'd love to see it come start taking those positive steps again it's the one thing it's gonna be so hard it's gonna be so hard to how do you rebuild bowling centers though i mean you unfortunately we've lost 12s and eights and do we ever bowling. see that coming back and, and how does it look like coming back and that's the unfortunate no, thing is not, not with real estate prices right what does bowling look like you know i i think you're gonna see, you're you're gonna see bowling alleys turn into fecs um, right, and then that's going to turn into that where you, I mean, I hate to say it, you, you see the new brew house stuff, you see all that stuff coming out. That's what yeah. bowling's going to the traditional format for those centers that have availability on it, where it's going to have to figure out another way for alternative money, right? And you look at somebody like Heritage Lanes, they have a great kitchen and, and they have a little arcade area. T Birds yeah. is the same way. Um, that's that's the way bowling's turning, um, in order to. Yeah, uptown in order to keep that that kind of revenue going. Um, as for building, yeah, I, I I just don't see anything building unless it's something like that. Yeah. It's real tough, right? Or wow. or if you yeah. have or you have a good lease or good backers or good money in your pocket in order to offset it for years to come, right? Yeah. The auto the automotive world right now is just seeing such a backlog of parts and and supplies and 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 everything. It's it's going to take a couple of years to bounce back from minimum from from what's happened the last two years and and in that sense of the supply and demand and the, and the freight issues and stuff like that so, but but and for real estate to come down vehicle prices are going up i, I said it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be very hard to start something new again uh, yeah. for the next while for sure without a doubt but uh, but yeah no I just I just wanted to kind of throw it out there that it's uh, I certainly don't blame anybody like I I'm sad to see kind of how it's come down but but uh, Manitoba I, I've always loved Manitoba I love our province and uh, and uh, I certainly hope that that uh, more people come together with it again and uh, start playing together and let's let's grow these tournaments again have some fun with it yeah that's that's I would love to do it. <laughs> so, and hopefully, maybe you'll pick me to coach you. Hey, that'd be cool. <laughs> but uh, hey, pro but, league uh, isn't Aaron and Brandon looking to put in a pro league? So maybe Brad's the manager. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know. I know they were trying to to get a team with the pro league out there too, but uh, I don't know. I, I I would have to do something on the sidelines. I'd probably keep score or something. But uh, you never know. Keeping score back in the day. Brad, I'm going to throw this out here, and maybe I could be wrong, but if your kids end up being of age in order to play the Open and they're competitive, do we see you come back and maybe try to give it another shot? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because because it becomes different, right? It's it's different because you might have an opportunity to do that. And I think 
I, I don't think this is going to be the last of you, but we never know, right? So, well, if uh, maybe maybe by then I can cut off the arm and put a robotic one on and and uh, let the let the robot throw the shot. Who knows, right? And Throwing aids are not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually uh, and uh, as you mentioned, my kids, I love uh, they're they're uh, they're awesome. I said if I get to play with them, great. I'll play with them in the family too, some probably, and I'll play with them. Uh, and I'll, and I'll coach them for sure. But, but uh, uh, to throw it out there, I wanted to just talk a little bit about my kids briefly too, before this wraps up. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, and we have posted it on Facebook a few times, that uh, both of my boys uh, have ocular albinism. And what that is, uh, is uh, basically they're legally blind. Uh, but they, um, they have a spot in the middle of their eye that basically as you open your eye and you're watching a video, it, the spot grows bigger and bigger and uh, until you blink again and then it goes away. Um, but um, uh, so <laughs> I wanted to tell, I wanted to share the story uh, because it's kind of important for, for April and I in our lives here in Brandon. Um, uh, the last number of years, April and I kind of closed our door a little bit um, and took it out and um, uh, so the 2012, 2013 years, I started having some arm problems and, uh, my, uh, Jake was born at that time and, uh, we kind of had a few issues. Long story short is when you, when you have a kid with blue eyes and you both the parents have brown eyes, it creates a lot of problems, right? But, um, so we had a lot of fun and, and, uh, and there's some apologies there to a few people that are close to us. Uh, they know who they are, and uh, and I hope they know that we love them. And uh, but um, it took three years for anybody to say anything to us about the situation that we had with Jake. And um, uh, for those who have seen my kids, they know uh, Jake um, is very light-skinned, uh, blonde-haired boy, and uh, and very blue eyes, and. Um, one, it all kind of happened in about a span of a month. We were kicking a ball in the backyard and Jake completely missed the ball. Ball is here and he kicks here and he, ha ha ha, I missed the ball. I'll go get the ball, bring it back again, put it down. And I look at April and, and I said, I said, he needs glasses. Like something's not right. And um, it was about a week later. Um, the occupational therapist happened to be at the daycare that Jake was at, at the Y daycare and told the director that she wanted to have a meeting with us because she wanted to talk to us about Jake. I said, okay, fine. And uh, so the minute that she met us, um, she was the one that pointed us towards this ocular albinism. And we said, well, what's, what is that? And it's uh, ocular albinism is, a, albinism is a lack of pigmentation development in your body, whether it's your skin or your hair, or, uh, eye color, et cetera. Um, and, um, but, um, she diagnosed him, told us that it was ocular albinism basically. Um, and I'm very thankful for that lady, uh, for t showing us what was going on. Uh, got us hooked up with the children's hospital in Winnipeg, um, uh, who've officially diagnosed it and, uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, got us hooked up with CNIB, uh, and everything else. Um, uh, Ryan comes along and, uh, uh, he has, uh, darker hair and darker skin color. 
So we're thinking, but he had the blue eyes. So we're thinking, okay, well, he's probably got something, but maybe he's not as bad. And for the first couple of years of Ryan's life, we thought, okay, he's doing great. Uh, it actually turns out that Ryan's eyesight is considerably worse than Jake's. And um, it's quite amazing, actually. Um, you see uh, Ryan and Jake now, and Ryan's playing video games, and he's looking, and we have the TVs. We have a lot of things adjusted in our house. But we have it mounted so that Ryan can stand there and look up over the top of the spot so he can look up at the TV. Mm. And uh, if you move him back a couple of feet, he says, he flat out says he can't see it. And um, because he needs the angles of these shots. Mm -hmm. So he's always looking like this to see you yeah. and, and stuff like that. He's always looking around. So um, uh, I love those two boys. And it's amazing what they say. They, uh, they uh, when you have a sense that's down, your other senses kick in. I said the teachers are absolutely amazed with their smarts and, uh, and how they're doing and how they've adjusted. But uh, um, but yeah, we've done a lot of work with uh, uh, NOAA, uh, the National Organization of Albinism and Hypopigmentation, um, uh, and with CNIB now and the Children's Hospital and just all these people. I just I want to say a big thank you for all their support and what they've done for our two kids. And uh, and and I'm still thankful to this day that uh, they do what they do. I said they they. If you see them take on a new play structure, they'll always take it backwards. They have to feel out the steps to see how the depth perception. But mm -hmm. uh, but once they learn it, they're good. Um, so it's it's an amazing thing for them and uh, how they handle themselves and how they deal with it. And they don't know life any differently. Well, but, that's exactly um, it. I mean, but, people but people and kids are um, they're they're so resilient. Um, yeah. And and if you're if you're born that way, then you. you it doesn't really even feel like an adaptation, right? It's just, yep. it's just what you've always known and, and kudos to them for um, finding a way to make it work. And bowling, uh, I want to say, because bowling is one of the games that they can play that, uh, mm -hmm. that they can still just get used to their feeling and their sensation and play. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a big thank you to them, to those people that support it and, uh, and to those uh, uh, around us. I said, it's uh it's been great. I said our campground is amazing. We put up a post about it, and they uh, and they welcome them with open arms. So, so it's uh, it, that's been a big life changing thing for April and I. Um, uh, and the adjustments in our life and our house and uh, and the activities that we do. And um, so yes, I said these. Uh, and uh, for the record, it, it only shows in boys. I said uh, ocular albinism only shows in boys. So our girl Jessica. Uh, pretty much sees perfectly. She's 2020 vision. It's amazing. She can see across the field where the boys can't. And uh, so, yeah, so it's uh, that's that's the biggest part of our life right now is uh, making sure that the, the boys have uh, what they need and uh, and uh, to continue forward with that. So, but again, bowling plays a big part of that because it's an activity they can do and they love doing it. And uh, so, so it is quite amazing to see them. But so, but uh, when you see them on the on the youth tournaments and stuff like that, it's uh, Jake's really taken to cheering everybody on and, and having a good time with it. And yeah, he's, he's had a lot of fun with it. So, and that's where uh, that's where my where my uh, attention has gone to really for the most part. So, and it's good that way. So, but yes, I can definitely uh, yeah. see how bowling would adapt well to it as well, especially since like. The whole the whole point is trying to stay down, right? You want to stay down and have your shoulders down. So for looking up, like that works really good. If you're staying down yeah. and you're looking up, like that's 
Yeah, exactly. And you, you've right always got that up. angled, right? And you're yeah, always looking exactly. down or you're looking upwards at your shots. So That's it's awesome. nice. It's uh, It's been a good thing. And uh, yeah, I just, um, uh, I know they're going to watch. So, hey, boys, how's it going? And you're good. <laughs> well, it's, uh, no, it's been fun. I said it's uh, April and I really privatized our lives in the last few years. And um, uh, and uh, it's it's made us better parents and better people and and uh, and just uh, life lessons. I said uh, there's so many of them now. I look back now and and I can honestly say to a lot of people, especially if they're watching this, that uh, there's a few times in life that I would have loved to have changed. I think we all have those times, but uh, my list is probably a little longer than others. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm honored to to have had what I've had playing this game uh to meet the people that i have and uh and uh i love them all i love everybody i love this game and i hope that's uh that i hope that's the one thing that everybody remembers me for for this and uh and i'm so thrilled to be on here today with you guys and to do this for two hours and yak away and uh, have some fun doing it but uh, uh it's, it's been a, it's been a good ride it's been a good ride <laughs> i can yeah. say that I hope I can speak on um, the better half of the the WCBT and stuff like that, Brad. It it's been amazing over the last few years having you come out and compete and compete at the level that you've been at for so long, especially with the with an injury like that. But um, it was always a joy seeing you out on the lanes. If it was at the Heritage Traditional or Regina or TPC, right? Like it's amazing to have you out there and to compete against you was phenomenal. And I don't want you to see you end your career but i'm happy that you're moving on to coaching and going that route i think that's amazing and i look forward to seeing what you can do with manitoba brandon specifically and and all your coaching endeavors for sure thank you i said it's uh actually i want to say uh, when i put the post up in september um i had quite a few great conversations this year on the tour and uh i i've never seen uh I never really felt the guy was one of the guys to look up to. I said, I always kind of looked up to all of you, but, but to have some of them come to me and, and say they were learning things from me and my game, I, it was very special to have a, a few of them come up to me and say that. And um, I'm thrilled to see all the new ones come up and play and, and learn and gain the experiences. You have to play to gain the experience, guys. And uh, don't, be, don't be hesitant. I mean, I know the scores are big up there, but... If I can do it, anybody can do it. I said it. I'll, I'll say that openly. I said if uh, if I, I if I can be so blessed to to play the game the way I have, I said it's out there for everybody. And uh, and uh, please get out there and uh, and uh, play and have fun doing it. Don't yell and scream like I did so much. <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of yelling and screaming on the lanes, man. I said I, uh, I even I look back on it now and I'm like, oh my god, what was I doing? But uh, but I always tried to be the I always tried to be the, the loud one. I tried to get everybody going all the time, and I didn't know any other way. But uh, but uh, I, I, I'm not a quiet guy by any means. <laughs> I guess I'm not like going out loud. But uh, but um, the tour, a lot of great friendships. I have a lot of great friendships in Manitoba. I have a lot of great friendships on this tour. I'm going to miss the tour. I'm not going to see everybody as often on the tour. Uh, but uh, but I do plan. Uh, April said to me too, coming back from Regina, said. There's no reason why we can't go to Regina every year and have a good time. So, so, uh, so there's stuff nice. like that, and uh, and that's what it's going to be now. And 
And uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure playing, competing against you guys and chatting with you guys. And I was never, I was always, I was never really one of the cliquey guys out there. I, I, I was kind of quiet at the lanes probably, mm -hmm. but, uh, but I always enjoyed the company and I always enjoyed being around you guys. It's fun. Likewise. Congratulations on a hell of a career, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. One more to go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One, that's one right. more to go. Yeah, that's make the team and get yourself the nationals or singles. There you, go. you never know. Yeah. You never yeah. know. I said, uh, I said I'll, I'll be ready, but as ready as I can be. But uh, I have a well, feeling, much like much like Edmonton and Regina was this year, uh, I have a feeling it's going to be more emotion than uh, focus. But uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be fun. And the fact that they moved it to Brandon, I might be a little biased in saying I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, I think it's certainly fair in saying, Brad, that you've represented Manitoba in a way for the last, you know, dozen, 15 years on the competitive circuit, right? You had an extraordinary career in all these nationals and then on tour as well. So while there was a shift in, in transition, um, you've obviously rose up to the top and did a fantastic job and obviously very classy in doing that. So I didn't really get a chance to talk to you too much on tour, but I'm, uh, I was happy to have this conversation and just to learn a little bit more about you. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that you're going through uh and obviously you know thank you for opening up and sharing all that i think it's an important part of this podcast is that we can you know get into it a little bit more and talk to people's individual little naggings and what they're feeling with and mentally physically and in every other way so obviously yeah. it was yeah. uh it was awesome to have you on and do this for us buddy yeah, well, thank you. And uh, like I say, don't uh, don't keep it all in, guys. I said as COVID has been very hard on a lot of people. I said it's uh, it's time to open up and and uh, and get out there again and and live. And uh, that's that's been our motto the last few years is just to have a good time and do it and mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, enjoy it. And uh, that's what we're gonna enjoy. We're gonna enjoy probably some new things in life too. And uh, and I've been trying to think about what's next. I. Uh, I have had two years to think about it, but, uh, you know, I mean, obviously coaching and, and traveling is, is high on that list and, uh, and going from there and, uh, maybe a bit more poker, a bit more golf, maybe <laughs> golf is the opposite swing. They said, they said it's the opposite side of the arm versus the elder nerve side. So, so he said, you're probably good at that for a while. And I said, sure. But, uh, but, uh, you never know. I said, it's, uh, I'm I'm thinking about Brad. Like I'm sorry, but when you say retirement, I'm thinking older. So I'm thinking shuffleboard, pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking all those things. Someone right? just said Jeff just said lawn bowling. I yeah, said. In all fairness, though, I started lawn bowling when I was like 23. So it's not yeah. like <laughs> not quite. Yeah. I see the amazing shots, but uh, yeah. no, I'm uh, I, I'm honored to be asked to be on this show today. Thank you so much. I uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. You're promoting the game very well. And uh, and I'm thrilled to see it, and uh, hopefully it keeps on booming and growing. And having That's a good time. We hope so. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Brad, Dream we'll just day. let you go. You can stay in the background if you want, and we can chat after or whatever you would like to do. But we appreciate you coming on, man. Awesome. Thank yeah. you again. So, bye everybody. Say we'll uh, hopefully see you in Newfoundland. Hopefully. Yes. Never know. That's, right. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Take right. care. Thanks, Thanks, Brad. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Uh, so I know Brad has lots of stories and he filled us with tons of information and stuff like that. But I just want to go back to watching Brad play on the lane. He even talked about it, his rotation, stuff like that. He was one of the guys that I actually emulated my, my uh, hook shot off of was mm -hmm. watching him play. 
And so incorporating that part into my game actually helped me a lot. So he talks about watching other people and that's the exact opposite. That's exactly what I did with him. He he's probably the most or one of the most square bowlers ever. You don't you don't see the shoulders change at all, and he his arm swing is so straight, and he's and tons of rotation, and it's just such a simple shot that works so well. Um, yeah, not a lot that can go wrong. I I think Brad, it, I felt I feel bad because I think Brad's pretty unheralded on tour, right? People don't. Uh, he, like again, like he he's he's kind of everybody's friend. Nobody, there's no clicks or nothing like that. And he just he kind of goes his whole hum way a lot of the time. And he's always there. He's always yeah. competitive. He's there. And um, and you look at his resume. He's unbelievable. He had a he had an unbelievable resume, right? He has one more to add to it before he finishes it. But um, people don't realize how good Brad was because he he was humble a lot of the times. He never never oh, bragged right. about, it, never talked about it. Um, and uh, he'll definitely be missed. Yeah, we didn't get the story. I'm not sure if he did, uh, but the perfect game, obviously, in 2011 as well. He sort of briefly yeah. talked about it, but yeah, briefly, and we didn't get into that. all those nitty gritty details, which was uh, you know, a little bit different, but uh, it was, was great to obviously, you know, hear but, all of his. I think, I think, big takeaway yeah. from this is you know, take every opportunity you guys have while you guys have it. You never know when something out of your control is going to end your career and uh just don't take it for granted guys play yeah. everything you can do everything you can have no regrets at the end of it and just take full opportunity yeah for sure so before we get to our all-star giveaway and we end this podcast i wanted to do a huge shout out so five pin universe did the live streaming for the 2022 ontario invitational and big shout out to Jarrett couchman for taking that down 500 entry tournament he uh he had to run through some players to win it. He beat Sean Barrow in the end, but he had to beat Mitch Davies in the first round of the playoffs. So he took it to Mitch. Played unbelievable, we, crazy. We went two hours and five minutes, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. That's right. And five didn't mention minutes. that. Right. It, 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 yeah. it was a different format. I liked how the top seed in each bracket had a chance for a, a double life. Um, Jared played unbelievable. Like he played awesome. First seed. And nothing against Jared. You're looking at the the quality of players there. Never did I think he'd be make the top 16 as a first seed. He can make top 16, but he played unbelievable the whole time, and and it was well deserved. There's so many yeah. tournaments out there, isn't there? I mean, we've talked about them this year multiple times, but there's just there's so many little tournaments out there. Um, and it's fun. It's good for the game. Keep doing these tournaments. Keep these little small ones that are out there. You don't always have to be the size of the tour you don't don't have to be the size of nebs we've seen nebs we didn't talk about 300 entries huge numbers calling out the five pin you guys for for <laughs> august but i mean it's great yeah, to t- see t- whatever, what are you doing what are you doing whatever size tournament these are um yeah. you know what i i, I let's i want to throw some people under the bus here okay uh these, no. the two, the guy, the two guys up there the two guys up there didn't tell anything and then I see their, Why do their we have pictures. To? We just signed no, up like, uh, a, like Let me good let people. me finish. Let me finish. Okay, so <laughs> I see their two little names and photos and highlights, right? And then and then Daryl, then me and Daryl were talking in, in a group chat, and we're like, "Well, we didn't know anything about." It, so Daryl put his name in, right? Um, didn't know anything about the tournament. No, no, didn't know you guys. We usually talk about this stuff. Like we're a team here, right? So then, then <laughs> yeah, I get thrown You go, Tim. You go, Tim. Let's listen here. Listen here. But you know what? I just think. Ontario, you watch out. Those two just wanted their pitcher up there, just like Daryl had his pitcher up last year, and they oh, yeah. might not. Then they might not show up. 
I'm not that, that guy who can promise things and not show 100%. up. One hundred percent. I signed so up so I'm that gonna, Jeff England would post my picture. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, um, you know what? Uh, that was a good time to mute him. Eh? He's on mute. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I uh, I feel like I feel like uh, either Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith. But anyways, I might show up. I'm like ten percent. But you know what? We'll, we'll see how it goes. Wow. See, and and 10%. we're we're both we're both at a hundred percent. Well, I'm at a hundred percent. I'm at hundred percent. I'm going. I'm saying hundred percent. How many shifts? Hundred percent TV. Well, you can't say hundred. You can say only ninety nine. No, I'm a hundred percent. I'm going. I can't wait till he bails. I'm not gonna bail. But, but you know what? You can have a broken leg, and then if that happens, I'll then, go. then he's still I'm going. Tim, have you I'm not going. seen your brother play on a broken leg? Because I have. Well, yeah, you know what? He, he might just sponsor the event, right, and save the money. I'd, I'd be, I'd be the. <laughs> anyways, huh. uh, anyways, so we, we, you, you heard it here first. Tim Tim doesn't want to go to Nebs. I want to go to Nebs. There's England. no doubt about it. There's no doubt I don't about know. it. It doesn't sound uh, like it. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, me, me and Jeff, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, trying to bring up the the old uh, draw here. My screen was giving me problems. Hey. Wow. WrestleMania is this weekend, Aaron. Good show. WrestleMania, two-night event. Saturday and Sunday. Epic. It is going to be crazy. I'm so excited. Oh, God. <laughs> the Dream Crushers just exploded. <laughs> yeah, we're crumbling because Tim. Who is Seth Rollins <laughs> going to fight? I mean, that's what everybody's wondering. Who is oh, Seth going to fight? This is so good. Every time we put up a, a comment, it covers Tim's face. <laughs> Let's do our all-star giveaway. <laughs> 23 entries. Good luck. Oh, who won last week since I didn't watch podcasts? You guys didn't inform me who won. You had to watch podcasts so to find out. Okay, What's going to happen with Riddle and, and Randy Orton? They're going to ha- they have it, to break up at some point. What are you even talking it, it, it wasn't Darryl. Jeff, but it wasn't Jeff Watts. <laughs> Jeff Hibner. It was Jeff Hibner oh, okay. on Crystal Hibner's podcast. On Crystal's podcast. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, Jeff. Good luck, Is Charlotte Jeff. Flair going to keep Watts. the title, or is the man <laughs> Becky Lynch going to take it over? I just, I just can't believe you watched that. I actually, oh, Christian Murphy. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's my nephew. You're playing with him this that's weekend awesome. in in uh, Youth Choice. Yeah, there we go. Youth Choice tournament at Sherwood Park on uh, Sunday. Yeah. What's all Jeff, this WrestleMania Jeff, stuff? Going oh, WrestleMania is going to be huge. Jeff okay. is like saltier than the ocean right now. Yeah, like, that's, like... that's Jeff though. <laughs> oh man! Okay. WrestleMania viewing party in my house. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> going to DB's parents' house. All right, we'll meet yeah, you there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great podcast. Um, great guest. Maybe we'll have him on in a few years as a coach. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Have a great night, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.